Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to scream too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, let's get to pumping. It's a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Welcome in to the program today as we set you off into your sports weekend. We'll talk about everything going on in the world of sports and uh, come up with some of our own stuff as well because we are in a light spar- uh, light part of the sports calendar Thanks for dropping by today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And also watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Smash the like on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube for all of our videos. All right, coming up on today's program, we'll have a first-timer on at 325. You've, pro- you've, you've seen his work, definitely, on social media. He is everywhere. His name is Bill. Got to be honest, I don't know the guy's last name. Chandler just calls him Bandana Man. You know him from 252 Buzz. Uh, he is at every sporting event, and that's, you know, college, high school, your Little League games, and uh does a great job keeping the community on up to date with what's going on and also uh his awesome photos as well so we'll talk to bill bandana man 252 buzz coming up at 325 get to know him talk some sports with him has a tennessee volunteers background that we will discuss as well so uh looking forward to that he's a good dude so looking forward to talking to bill coming up in about 20 minutes later on this hour we will talk to brian north wcti 12 he'll join us well our i guess our question of the week this week when it pertains to ecu football we're talking running back so we'll go back in the history of east carolina running backs give brian norris favorites and also covering high school football all these years some of the best running back performances he's seen at the high school level we'll get into that and more with brian north later on this hour tony dunn will join us in the four o'clock hour as we will talk NFL, see what news and notes, what happened this week in the league. Rob Gronkowski retired again. Does it really count this time? We shall see. Uh, the sad passing of Goose, Tony Saragusa. Uh, we'll hit on some NFL news and notes and also talk all-time Panthers running backs with Chan Man and Tony Dunn in the 4 o'clock hour. Also, we will go inside the anger management rage room coming up. We'll probably do that in the 4 o'clock hour while Tony's here, so got that on the way today morgan aylers joins us at five o'clock as we'll talk ecu athletics and more and mark greenhelge golf shop radio show will join us in the five o'clock hour uh, he's got a program coming up saturday 8 to 10 a.m right here on pirate radio we'll talk about last week's u.s open the live tour taking players away and harold varner the third as well and uh right now hv3 got off to a good start to his friday 
but uh we got a bogey so harold now is plus one for the tournament minus one for the day but the bad news is the projected cut looks like it's going to be two under par so harold has a lot of work to do on the last 12 or 13 holes as he is uh through six right now and he is plus one for the entire tournament just had a bogey because he started minus two i think he was two under par for the day after like three holes so got off to a good start but has bogeyed since then we'll keep an eye on that on the buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by da buck da buck interesting didn't know if you were going to say that because i haven't introduced you yet chandler honeycutt playing the role of west hines and shirley Rhodes today hey clip you feel a, do you feel more like wes or uh shirley there's no right answer or wrong answer to that question um right there in between <laughs> what a what, what a spot to be yeah uh chandler handling the audio production today cj schaefer on the threes and fours on the video production hello cj what's up clip i like the shirt thank you rocking the cesaro shirt today i didn't know i still had this and i saw a big old bright red shirt in my closet swiss flag thought in in honor of yesterday's edition of are you smarter than wes yep. Chandler, nice israeli flag you'll know <laughs> israel you'll never uh mistake this flag again will you chandler or no, have you already forgot i already forgot what it is you're lying um are you serious i already forgot you just said it didn't you yeah, yeah. but he, he to his credit he was busy That's but fair. he still should remember from yesterday that this is a swiss flag switzerland oh yeah of course it's switzerland swiss oh boy all right so uh chandler honeycutt are you smarter than west champion from you know, yesterday you know Hugh, you damn right i'm smarter than west barely <laughs> barely all right uh robert matthews is in he says hello hello uh chad says he liked liked it here now to youtube like share subscribe people there you smash. go smash let's, let's let's smash it today and jennifer honeycutt says hey y'all hey mama hey miss honeycutt uh if you would like to bring up a topic for us to discuss today on the program you can do so on facebook live and on youtube all right um what did i uh I didn't watch much sports. So the Bra- Braves won yesterday afternoon. College World Series, which I just started watching like on Wednesday, uh, that was played yesterday afternoon. So really all that was going on, no Stanley Cup final last night. The NBA draft was going on, and I didn't flip over there at 8 o'clock, and I didn't flip over there at 8.30 or 9 or throughout the entire – I just said, uh, you know what, this is a – follow on twitter get updates event and not a watch tv event for me last night so i i did not watch it at all i look i don't want to hear myself when i talk live i definitely don't want to hear myself while i'm talking <laughs> I, you, you know what i did i literally did it slow just to see if it would like come on like it, I, and i was like oh there he is there, there's Chandler, that sound. There's you, that beautiful voice. You, you're. Uh, what? I don't know, man. Say it. You're. I feel like you have some intelligence. Well, he won yesterday, didn't he? He did. And also, sometimes you're just like a bumbling, like blockhead. 
I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. I know. That sounds mean. But, uh, you know my mama's listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, mama, uh, your boy is a great boy. Love him. Wouldn't change him for the world. Uh, CJ, now Chandler, you said you watched the Hornet selection and that was it. That was it. CJ, you watched the whole shebang? Yeah, I watched it. All of it? Mm-hmm. Every pick? I didn't really pay much attention. But it was the on. Second, uh, yeah, yeah. It okay. was on the whole time. Yeah. So, a bit of a surprise, although I guess Vegas saw it coming because the odds were moving big time. I heard guys talking about it at Sports Trivia Wednesday night, how Bancaro went from like plus 800 or whatever to be the top pick to like plus 225 yeah, by Wednesday night. Quickly. I I heard the Magic didn't even work Paulo out, so I don't know how they came around to suddenly wanting him especially if he didn't come to your facilities or anything but that's what happened yeah who so, was who was the front runner to be the number one guy was it chet Holm- it was, uh, it was jabari, jabari smith. smith for a while they, those were the top three clear guys but it was jabari for the most part so and holmgren ended up going what two two yes and then so, jabari smith went three yes wow so it kind of flipped yeah Flipped a little bit there. Um, so Holmgren goes to the Thunder. I wonder if he's got one of those body. I guess I, I'm going to say he does. A frame it's like a stick where he'll never. He'll always look like that. I will say Kevin Durant was very skinny when he came His in. His legs are still very, and skinny. he is still very skinny. Yeah. So and it hasn't hurt him at all. So I mean, Chet Holmgren can still. But Chet Holmgren, you always worry about a player that looks like that. Though. I don't know if it's because he's like bright white fluorescent, then it stands out even more. But he is one of the skinniest people I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh, it's like Sean Bradley level skinny, but Sean Bradley was seven six or whatever. Uh, so Holmgren goes to Jabari Smith three, Keegan Murray, uh, really like Jaden Ivey. He went five to the Pistons. All right, so explain to me like i'm five i'll tell you this i will never attempt to understand nba contracts or trades i'll never i'm not apologizing for not understanding it because i'm not going to put in the effort to understand it all i want to do i'm right there with you is show up in october sit in front of my tv turn on the hornets and hope they win that's it that's my fandom for for nba basketball I don't understand why, like, Charles Oakley probably still has a contract from the Bulls from 1997. Like, all these uh, these contracts are crazy to me. They're foreign language, so I don't care. But, Chandler, what did the Hornets do last night? All right, so they get Jalen Duran, the former Memphis center. Yeah. Very lengthy center from Memphis, Jalen Duran. Which I saw people were excited about. I was very excited about that pick for Charlotte. And um, next thing I know, I'm hearing rumblings that he is heading to New York. And that New York traded with the Hornets to get him. Next thing I know, he's going from the Knicks, along with former Hornet Kimball Walker, to the Pistons. So now he's a piston. So when you saw that there was going to be a trade involving the Hornets pick and Kimball Walker, did you think Kimball was coming back? Like when I first I saw had, it, I, yeah. I was like, wait, Kimba's back they're, in Charlotte? They're already working on a buyout yeah. for Kimba in, in Detroit. Um, you know, I yeah. Now I would be lying if I said that I didn't think about that. Troy uh is really struggling with uh technology today. <laughs> what what happened? 
uh three minutes ago pirate radio 1250 and 9 30 on facebook uh put in the chat box jennifer honeycutt hey miss honeycutt don't you think clib looks handsome today and then two minutes ago, Pirate Radio 1215930 put Jennifer Honeycutt. Don't you think Clip looks handsome? <laughs> and then one hey, Honeycutt. And then one minute ago, Troy Travis said, Hey Jennifer Honeycutt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think Clip looks handsome today? <laughs> Troy, three strikes. I mean, let's just hang it up, man. Just, like put it to rest. Yeah. I mean Just stop. Yeah. That's, stop it but, right now. But appreciate you tuned in. <laughs> grief good god oh man Dreyfus working the computer and how about quit and how about this quit talking to my mother <laughs> a lot of cardinal sins being committed right now by troy d <laughs> um all right what were we talking about oh last night's uh draft the trade all right so the hornets don't have durant durant because they traded him but they do get a big man and they get a big man that we thought they might be getting all along yes mark williams from duke now that was like a setup for you to say yes and that player is mark williams mark williams so when we go live on the show today i'm gonna we'll be talking about this and i'm gonna say so the hornets don't get Duran because they ship him off i'm gonna set you up to talk about who they get mark right. williams from duke that was good All defensive right. player of the year in in college last year all right so let's do it real quick here we go We're going, this is live are we live yes all right he is such a so the Hornets don't get Duran. Some people are upset, but they do get a guy they thought they might be getting all along. Big man uh, from Duke, right, Chan Man? That's right. Mark Williams <laughs> uh, coming to Charlotte, uh, staying in North Carolina. The very lengthy, uh, I believe it has a 7'7 wingspan, uh, is physical. He likes to compete. He's coming to Charlotte. Uh, for Michael Jordan, he played for a good bunch. He plays for a really good bunch. He has a really good bunch, and uh, he is a hard nosed. <laughs> he, he's really hard nosed. And he, he, all he, right, Chandler, when we go live today, don't break into a Mike Houston when we start talking NBA draft. All right, sorry, um, Chandler. I did think it was funny that so Mark Williams has the old cliche quotes after he gets drafted. Oh man, it's such a fun group to play with. Like yeah. this is gonna be awesome. Love the love the gang here. I noticed he left out the cliche lines about can't wait to play for coach fill in the blank. Well, that's because there is no <laughs> coach. Cliff Rock. There was something missing with his welcome to Charlotte introductory press conference. That was, I can't wait to play for fill in the blank. Right. So that was a little strange. And there is no coach. And there yeah. continues to be no coach as they uh, are still on the search for a new head coach. Is it Mike D'Antoni or is it a guy that has already coached in Charlotte? For the Bobcats and the Hornets, Steve Clifford. So we shall see. I'm seeing, I saw some reports today on Twitter that Steve Clifford is now, uh, it looks like, might be the front runner wow. to, be, to be the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> that, is, that is exciting. Got to tell you. A guy that's got fired by the franchise and fired by another franchise is coming back to coach the team. Yeah. The circle of life failing upwards good stuff of course they don't bring him in they'll bring another guy that's been fired by three or four franchises hey Mike now D'Antoni. look it was great to see that michael jordan was in the war room last night oh i didn't short. see so who all was in there could you it was i guess Cupcheck, mitch Cupcheck, and michael jordan i'm sure some other front office uh officials um so i i don't know i just saw the video of them calling mark williams to congratulate him and tell him that he's a hornet um, and the only two people I saw was our GM and our owner. So, and that's the that's the building the, right those, now. Those two Carolina boys. No, Eric Collins. Oh 
Doc Williams. He was probably outside the door screaming, trying to get somebody to let him in. Uh, <laughs> let me in. All right. Worst thing to do after a draft is to grade the draft. So, CJ, I'm going to have you grade the draft. Who was last night's big winner? <laughs> We're waiting. Who drafted Ivy? Whoa, the Heat, the Heat pulled a fast one. They got Nikola Jovic. Yes, they did. <laughs> Is that just like, hey, if we draft this guy, he might turn into Nikola Jokic? Jovic, J-O-V-I-C. It's Jovic, though. They call him Jovic. Jovic? Yep, just like Jokic. Damn, I would have drafted that guy just for his name alone. Uh, anyway, what were you going to say? Uh, the Pistons drafted Ivy, right? Because I got to go with him. Yep. I got to go with him. I know he's a... Uh, I know he was a high pick anyway, but I love Ivy. How did Cunningham do last year for the Pistons? Um, he's a good facilitator. His shooting is not good. Well, that's but... not good because Ivy's looked at as a point guard. Well, I guess it really doesn't matter if that's your backcourt. Yeah. Because Ivy can score. Then, he's yeah. a good scorer. Then they got Duran. D- well, Duran. Well, Duran. <laughs> so, okay. all right, maybe they uh, the Pistons got better last night. We shall see. All right, there's NBA draft. Who cares? Nothing else is going on. You guys, oh, I've got, uh, especially like right now in June, I do not care about the NBA. You're, you're, you're all you're you're getting right off the. Here's uh, a the question: finals. What do you care about in the sports world right now? Not a darn thing. Can I give you something to care about from the breaking news desk? Yes. Uh, Kendall Rogers on Twitter says transfer scoop. Massive day for LSU baseball as LSU lands coveted NC State baseball first baseman Tommy White from the transfer portal. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. And LSU. All I'd heard and all everybody probably had heard was Florida State, right? Yes. That's what I heard. As soon as he entered the transfer portal, Florida State was the first school I heard. Had all this NIL money waiting for him in Tallahassee. Instead, he's going to Baton Rouge to be with the family. With the family. All right. Family. a boy, producer man. Uh, good, yes, sir. Good, good job there, breaking news boy. Good scoop. Way Atta to go. Boy. Atta boy. Good scoop by you to read it who, off who, somebody who, else's who, scoop. Who was the uh, source? Kendall, Kendall Rogers. KR. Yeah, KR. Old KR. Old KR. Should have known. Uh, shout out to Jacob Jenkins Cowart playing with the Burlington Sock Puppets. Had a nice uh, two, let's see, RBI double last night. I saw someone on Twitter say that there was two Pirates that had a, uh, a double for that team. Well, after the game, they were interviewing Ryan McChrystal, I want to say, Pirate catcher. So, uh, good to see them performing in the summer leagues. Big night for our uh, Pirate alums in minor league baseball as well. Saw some pack Burley highlights. I think Burley had a walk-off hit. Uh, we keep you up to date with what's going on with those guys on our social media accounts. So, Follow us so you can follow the former Pirates uh, playing professional baseball. I wonder how at the moment. I wonder how Jaden Winter's doing for the Crop Dusters. <laughs> crop Dusters baseball. It doesn't matter how he's doing, but we're going to talk about that team as much as we can. Yeah. If you could get a Crop Duster report, can I get a Crop Dusters hat? Oh, that would be cool. Is it, someone, is it someone like walking by somebody with like some? Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of hats little upset that oh speaking of being upset you better you need oh to, my <laughs> god I'll, I'll let you read that i don't even know if i want to read it chad moore are you serious right now shame on you chad <laughs> what'd he say i have to say that chandler's mom is kind of hot <laughs> 
I don't Are you kidding me? <laughs> you need to apologize. You need to leave. <laughs> you set a you set a bad precedent here, Chandler. Posting, you need to leave. Posting thirst traps to my mom, and now here we are. This is karma. This is karma at its best. Karma form. police. I can't even remember what I was going to say now God, because Chad, Chad distracted me. Just what threw were, the whole show. We off. were talking. Oh, about hats. All right. Summer so, league, crop dusters, baseball. Saw a friend of mine who's coaching. Um, what do they call it? Like we used to call it Pee Wee back in the day before we got. Well, and then we little called league? it Bambino, and before we got a little league, is it like fry, little small fry baseball? I bet. I bet. Uh, Bill will know because he's probably taking some pictures out of there. Anyway, my buddy is coaching and uh he is wearing one of the only people around here i know that can rival my hat collection Ooh, i know we were about he to is say. wearing a sharp ucla baseball hat but it's not it doesn't say it's UCLA. got a significant it, number it, it doesn't it. have a b on it doesn't have a bear or a bruin on it it has the number 42 big bright gold letters it is a light blue hat and it just says 42 on the front it's the Jackie Robinson 42 UCLA hat, which is a sweet-looking hat. And which sparked an idea from you that I liked. It did. Close your eyes, CJ. Picture a purple hat. Okay. On the front of that hat, big, bright gold, two and three beside each other, forming the number 23. Oh, my God. A okay. LeBron baseball hat. Wow. <laughs> great idea. You know why it's a great idea? Because people that are Pirate fans would buy it. Lakers fans would see it. They would buy it. Fashion people would want a purple hat to add their collection. They would buy it. People that are 23 years old would buy it. People born in 1923 would buy it that are 99 years old right now would buy it for their 99th birthday. Yeah, Yeah, flat bill 23. Yeah, Everybody would buy it. Uh, I'm a little upset. Got not enough traction on Twitter and I tagged Cliff Godwin, and he's yet to respond. So, Cliff, I, I don't know if you're ignoring the noise right now, but I'm going to need you. Maybe he's working behind the scenes on getting that done because I want to see the Pirate baseball team come out LeClaire Classic weekend with the LeClaire jerseys and the 23 hat. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Are you okay? Do you need to sit down? I need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we do because we got to get to our first guest. Let's start that discussion. I want that 23 hat in circulation. I want it on the ball players. I want it on my head. I want it available for sale. All right. We will take a timeout, come back. When we return, we will talk to Bill. He does not have a last name. He's like Madonna. Chandler calls him Bandana Man. 252 Buzz. He joins us for the first time on Pirate Radio Live when we return after these words. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi Fi. 
If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or a kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, CJ, great job reading the ads this week in the absence of Shirley Rhodes. She'll be back with us coming up on Monday. It is Free Beer Friday, folks. So coming up hour three, you can win a case of the limited edition for the farmers, John Deere Bush Light. We'll have them in the cans for you. A 24-pack can be yours for each case sold during its limited run. Bush Light will donate a dollar to Farm Rescue. You can look for these limited edition John Deere Bush Light beers at your favorite retailer today. Distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. The official beer of the ECU Pirates, Bud Light and Bush Light is on the line today in our number three. All right, joining us in the Pirate Radio studios for the first time, you've either seen him around or you've certainly seen his photos and his information he is bill chandler calls him bandana man he's 252 buzz bill do you have a last name bill it is hudson hudson i knew that uh bill hudson joining us bill appreciate it man how you doing i appreciate the time and the opportunity good to be here so i'm a fan of yours but your biggest fan might be my wife like she the, the photos is one thing but the information every restaurant that's coming in town every so every time construction's going on she goes to 252 buzz to see what it's going to be and uh and you you provide an awesome resource for the people around here not just sports photos and things like that but everything you do so first of all how and why uh are you doing what you do well it, it my, my wife and i my wife is produces all of the content uh that that is written about the restaurants uh we were in the newspaper business here for for several years and she had been writing about restaurants for 25 years between greensboro and here in greenville and we just decided the, the newspaper business was not doing as well as we needed it to do so that we would be able to stay employed for a long long enough time we thought let's just go try our own thing and uh, it's kind of evolved over time of doing you know some we were going to do social media for businesses realized that's really not what we wanted to do and but we still wanted to create good content and you know, jane writes about restaurants we try to keep the community informed of what's going on uh it's involved into a lot of photography of, of little league youth sports yeah. high school sports uh some ecu sports whatever and uh whatever will will people want to see but this is a a busy little community with things going on all the time that's a good yeah you're right and i wanted to ask you about that too like a couple years ago my daughter's running a 5k on a saturday morning with the the creekside run club and there's a bunch of groups out there and you're out there snapping pictures so how do you we find out what's going on through you how do you find out that stuff is going to be going on i mean you got to have a crazy calendar and process to figure out what you're going to be doing every day it, it involves a lot of community support people getting in touch saying hey this is going on what reaching we, out to you they okay. reach out to us some of it is you know we we, we stalk a lot of facebook pages <laughs> and and see what's happening in the community because like i said there, there is a lot that happens every day in in eastern north carolina and, and in pitt county so it's, it's uh you know we will find out from a, a coach at a school or, or or a parent somebody will say hey this 5k is going on this weekend with the out of, out of boyd lee or or i just found out last night there's a, a babe ruth tournament going on in winterville this weekend um so you know we've got the greenville little league city championships going on tonight and maybe even tomorrow so there's and then all-star games start next week all around town so it's a uh it's it's always busy 
And you're you're putting out like little league photos that look like they belong in Sports Illustrated in the '90s. To use an old person term. Well, thank you. There thank used you. to be this thing called magazines, and we'd get yeah. them and, and look yeah, at that, them. And that, that's very old school. <laughs> but uh, you've got these pictures, and they're awesome. I know. I, I mean, how many times have you been, you know, complimented by a parent, like, for capturing a huge moment in their kid's life? I mean, that's oh, got to be pretty oh, cool for you, right? Oh, my gosh. It, it, it's very rewarding to, 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 to know that, uh, you know, hopefully the, a picture will, will be seen. And I, and I joke with some of the kids sometimes when we're, we're taking a, you know, this, this photo will probably show up at your wedding day in 25 years. Oh, yeah. And uh, that, that's, the, that's kind of the hope. They, they, you know, some of them are to, so young, they're like, oh, I'm never getting married. I'm never getting married. <laughs> Girls are gross. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's, you, you, you hope that the, the kid, some of the kids really do appreciate it, and, and, but the parents really appreciate it. And uh, so the photos you take, and, and you'll post them on, on social media, they're available for purchase by yeah, anyone? Yeah, yeah, and, and teams and, and leagues and schools can hire us to show up and to make sure that they get whatever coverage they're looking for. Yeah, uh, We're kind of a, a, we're a very crowdsourced uh, business where we depend on the community support to, to, to thrive and to, to be able to do what we do. Uh, the the intention is to always be around because it, it's a it's a very different kind of way of starting a business and and trying to be a media company. We're not advertiser supported for the most part. We have a few sponsors that will say, uh, you know, hey, if you cover a lot of this, we would like to be have our name associated with it kind of thing. But we don't really we don't go out and sell anything. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Bill Hudson at Volbill on Twitter. We'll get the background behind that name in a moment. Uh, but 252 Buzz. So, where are you available? I follow you on Twitter. I know my wife is uh, big on Facebook. So, where all, what all platforms are uh, all? Uh, we're 252 Buzz on Facebook, 252 Buzz on Instagram, 252 Buzz on Twitter. We're not real active on the Twitter. Uh, just uh, no real reason. It's just I, I tend to forget. Yeah. Um, and then we have. Try, we have a TikTok now, um, and, uh, but it's 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 basically just taking the pictures and putting some music behind them. We don't. Re- I am not a video person. Well, Jeff Charles says, you know, if you if you don't keep up with the times, you get left behind. You got to keep up with the time, and sounds like you're doing your best to do that, Bill. We, we want to stay relevant, but yeah. it, it's it's a. Uh, and every now and then, the kid will say, "Will this be on your TikTok?" And I'm like, "I have no idea. Just just depends on if I can figure out how to stitch it back together." <laughs> uh, Bill Hudson joining us, so vol bill uh let's talk about your background uh you are a tennessee guy fan why are you a tennessee volunteer fan uh graduated from the university of tennessee uh a long time ago uh right before peyton manning got there but uh um uh, alan houston i was there with i, I was there for the alan the, the okay. duration of alan houston's career there you go so uh the the last time that i was even i think that i even spoke on a radio station was pre-Allen Houston when I called into a radio station hoping that the, the Tennessee basketball coach would be fired. Oh, good. You're and, one of those guys. Yes. Do yes. you call into the fifth quarter by uh, chance? I, I've never called into the fifth <laughs> quarter, but, but I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a loyal listener, and, but still not a first-time caller. So you're, uh, okay, a volunteer grad, and uh, and when did you come to the, uh, North Carolina? Uh, got to North Carolina in the late 90s. Uh, I was working in the restaurant business, and the company I was working for transferred me to Greensboro, and uh uh, was working there and enjoyed it, but uh, um, my wife was writing for the News and Record. She came and covered an event that I was having at our restaurant, and uh, we uh, we hit it off, and just you know things started to evolve. And we thought, 
let's just move to greenville and so we've been in greenville since uh 2000 we love our passionate crazy pirate fans and without them there would be no reason for pirate radio to be honest so we rely on the the passionate fan base sometimes we feel like it's over the top but then you look at tennessee or other sec schools or big 12 and it's there's there's wackos everywhere uh and and how does it compare in your opinion the sec fans and and what you see here in greenville i think football wise uh ecu is just as passionate as and and pregame wise has just as good as as any other SEC, as is as any sec school in the country yeah. um it is a it is a lot of fun to walk the tailgate lots and take photos and meet people um i think the the, the support for that you know it, it's it's incredible and i don't think you would find i think Ole miss gets a great has a great reputation i think it might be a little overrated um but i think uh, ecu would be uh anybody that comes into greenville will will have a good time when when tailgating just like they would at any sec game i uh i like uh brandon walker uh from barstool he's a mississippi state guy they have an old miss guy there and they always argue about who is the worst dumbest fan base in the sec mm-hmm. so let me get your take on that who like who's tennessee's main sec rival first of all uh, football old school i'm since i'm older uh it's gonna be alabama um younger probably if you're under the age of 40 you're probably going to say florida mm-hmm. uh worst fan base in the conference and i if people were just really objective like i am um uh, they're going to say it's Flo- florida is the worst fan base <laughs> okay. in the conference all right there's the answer uh the florida gators and and how about the the ebbs and flows i mean there was a time and people young can't believe this that you know alabama wasn't that good at football like it, it goes in trends since saban's been there it's you know it's been amazing spurrier kind of ran through it there in the 90s tennessee had their championship in the mid to late 90s which mm-hmm. was t martin not Peyton manning right uh, surprised a lot of people do you remember that but uh it does kind of ebb and flow but man the the nick saban stranglehold has been something else oh it, it's it's even worse than when spurrier had it um and it's like i have on my, my twitter bio is uh, i don't care who has the best conference because it's never it doesn't help tennessee I, <laughs> I i only care about tennessee i don't care if thank you the, the sec goes 10 and 1 in bowl games if tennessee's that one loss it's a horrible what does it do season. for you was it yeah, yeah nothing I don't, I, I don't need that i i preferred it better in the 90s when alabama was you know alabama still won a national championship in the 90s but they were a pretty average program for most of the 90s and tennessee won uh you know like six games in a row in the series and so it was more fun when tennessee was beating alabama and i don't care if alabama's bad and we beat them that's i I enjoy that (laughs) life life, life is good when florida and alabama are really bad and tennessee (laughs) is good and and we'll see if any what do you think about texas and oklahoma uh becoming members of the conference uh i'm one of these again just being so old school i hate it i Uh, I, I think uh it's just it's not really uh you know growing up it was a 10 it was a 10 school conference uh i selfishly you know i would i wish that ecu could figure out a way to get into the sec because the the amount of money that would come into this market um because you know the, the the sec is still not in north carolina but they're the, the the reason they have not been able to get into north carolina is there's just not enough there's not any money to to the sec and it's all espn is looking for money and dollars for their tv contracts and kind of back to that conference thing that you were talking like the brag about your favorite school is in a conference is so lame because like 
Rutgers got into the Big Ten because of where the school is located. Right. Like, they did nothing to earn it. They just happened to be put there how many ever years ago, and that is why they're in a big conference. So, and I hear it with, like, NC State fans that, you know, the ACC and and they look down on East Carolina – like, well, you had nothing to do with that. State was just placed there years ago. Right. And like Bill said, because Clemson won a national championship doesn't mean anything for NC State. No, it, 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 it does not trickle down unrelated. to anything. So, anyway. Uh, Vol Bill joining us, 252 Buzz. So, uh, what is on your uh, your docket, your calendar on the upcoming, Bill? Uh, well, let's see, tonight, uh, Greenville Little League City Championship Game 2. Uh, Ross won Game 1 last night, and so that they win tonight. They win the, the, the city championship and get their name on the cup, as the, as the, the league likes to say. Um, if, if Truist wins, then there'll be a Game 3 tomorrow morning down at Elm Street Park there's uh some that's gonna be the place to be tonight that's gonna be packed definitely uh whether you've got kids or not there will be several you know several hundred people down there watching some little league baseball uh this weekend there's some uh there could be a a game three in the little league city championship but there's also uh winterville has uh, a babe ruth state tournament going on this weekend um i'm doing a lot of greenville little league all-star team photos on sunday and then next week starts lots of Greenville Little League All-Star Games between Kinston, Rocky Mount, and Greenville. And you're doing this uh, this community stuff. If people want to call you and say, hey, will you come to my event? Will mm-hmm. you do, do you do weddings? Do you do all kinds of stuff? Like, what do I, you... I, I, I don't do weddings anymore. Okay. Uh, that, that is way too much pressure. That okay. is, the, the you know, shooting sports. If, if I, a kid comes for Conley, is coming in for a layup and I missed it, I didn't get a good photo, more than likely he'll come down get the a next few one. seconds later. And, <laughs> but uh, there's only there's only one first kiss and there's only one first dance at a wedding. So I, that, that's uh, that's pressure. And I don't, uh, I don't do pressure anymore. I, I do just keep the action coming to me and i'll keep taking pictures and okay but it's a lot of do a lot of sports we can do some business photography some headshots so people can contact you if they want your services and and as the proof is in the pudding you do an awesome job with it and it's really cool how you and your wife keep uh the folks around here up to date on what's going on that's a good time we appreciate it man thank you and uh bill uh we'll have to do it again we'll talk more football with you down the road how you think the pirates are going to do this year i would I, I i can see eight or nine wins i think it's going to be a lot of fun watching this the, that offense go out there and play and i'm hoping they get nc state early enough a noon kickoff uh that might be it won't be as rowdy as it could be if it was a night game but yeah. i think that that first saturday in september could be a lot of fun all right let's uh let's, we'll talk more football with you as we get closer uh to the season but bill thanks for joining us today man and keep up the great work thank you 252 buzz bill hudson joining us today here on pirate radio live we'll take a time out when we return brian north joins us to get you ready for your sports weekend we will talk to north uh on the pirate radio live um we get back on pirate radio live after these words Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. 
Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating NC Craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Oh, Dodgers and Braves tonight. The Dodgers! Dodgers and Braves coming up. I love Freddie, the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman back. What would and the abbreviation be for that? Atlanta. What do you mean? The 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 Chandler way to yeah, say it. The Chandler way to say it. Well, without a score bug right now, it just says la la. And when it's zero to zero, it'll be leo leo leo. Yeah, something like that. Leo. Glad we did that. During the break on Twitter, I saw WITN headlines. Which, by the way, let me see if they've deleted this tweet from earlier today uh they probably have ah yeah they did uh it just said cute alert meet the latest red panda cub exclamation point and didn't have a picture or a link or anything (laughs) those are always funny i love those little the the the, it's the tiny the mistakes yeah because i want to be like where how when where is it at no information uh there is now a link for it but they posted this and that intern has now been fired (laughs) good deserved it uh investigators say Kevin Garris went to the home of Jamie Tyson this past Wednesday to buy drugs and ended in gunfire. Oh my God. And the guy, he's got one of the best, like, mug shots of all time. He's, like, laughing, like, <laughs> smiling, like, having a grand he's old like, time. He's like, it was me. <laughs> it sure was me. <laughs> I'm guessing he was the shooter and not the shootee, or I don't know. But uh, I guess my advice is if you get arrested, make sure you have a good-looking mug shot because people are going to see it. Good advice. Well, look, I never got a yearbook picture in school, so I might as well get one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. Um, Would you rather have your mugshot be showing, trying to show some remorse for what you did? I would have the puppy eyes like. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that guy did it. Or would you go all out and just uh, laugh and smile like this guy? I don't know. Tough call. Own it. Hey, you live li- hey, you only live life once. YOLO. Who sang that song? Drake, baby. <laughs> I still can't believe. And I'm a 40-year-old man. I'm like Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. You are a man, and you are 40. For the listeners, he also did this earlier. He was singing Big Rings. I asked him who sang it. He said Drake. <laughs> He's been that's, singing Drake songs all day. Um, but yesterday... I came up with the questions, and I was like, well, this is a fastball for anybody that's on social media at all. Because I'm not a Drake fan. In fact, the only Drake song I like, I didn't know it was by Drake. It was a walk-up song. Maybe Garrett Brooks. Maybe not. It was years ago when I first started doing PA. And I was like, I love the first 20 seconds of this song. Who is this? And they said it was Drake. It's Trophies. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good song. That might be the only song I know and like by Drake. But anyway, I am a living, breathing human that has social media. So I saw people talking about the Drake album last week, and I was shocked, Chandler Honeycutt, that you, a 24. How old are you? I'll be 24 in September. Soon to be 24-year-old man 
who's on his TikTok. He's he's snapping. He's I'm gramming. Snapping. He's I'm tweeting. TikTok-ing. He's I'm YouTube. Facebook. I'm Facebook. He's tendering. He's grinding. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> he's Ashley Madisoning. Everybody pump the brakes. Wow. <laughs> and you did not know that he came out with an album last week. Shocking to me. I, Explain I, yourself. You know what? I'm so ashamed. This. You know what happened? We were missing Patrick Mason to give us a dose of a dose of culture. That, oh, that's right, our culture expert Patrick Mason. <laughs> P. Mace. Who uh, I should have said was it? Is it P. Mace? He had a fa- he had a family uh, family family obligation this week, but says he will join us coming up next Wednesday. But he is our culture guy. And he loves he, he loves this stuff. He he loves to have fun. <laughs> he does. He's a he's a lover of fun. Yeah, and we uh, like having fun here. Uh, but no, Chandler, that's certainly not something to be ashamed of. In fact, it's probably something to be proud of. Because you can say, you know what? I've been off social media. I haven't been paying attention to the trends. No, you know, you know, I, I dabble in the hip-hop world, but I'm more of an old soul, as you would say a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, I mean, and I, I especially don't know the names of albums. But, uh, sure. you know, I, I don't dabble uh, a little bit for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a really good album it's good it's hard news but uh, i see that that might that's your new go-to for mike houston hard news hard news and you have to rise to that level by the way um ladies clinic, clinic tonight going on tonight had amanda houston and jenny shelton on the show on monday and if you're a lady listening right now or a man with a lady in your life or a lady with a lady in your life or a dog listening that has a lady owner and maybe they're bummed out because man i forgot to register hey it's fine you can go over there right now show up show up show out we're having lenny's clinic we're having it yeah and you don't have to be pre-registered you can go right now i would go at five four forty five ish find a good spot and enjoy yourself uh all right youngsters favorite rapper of all time or Mm. rap group (laughs) um when i was in college I really liked um, Little Uzi Vert. Oh, God. I don't know who was. I know. Just that amount of names put together. He um, sucks. I can tell three. he sucks. What did you say? It was three years ago? No, it was three le- It was three words. Yeah, and they all suck. Okay. Little Uzi Vert. Vert's kind of cool. They, 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 some people call him Uzi. We gotta stop with oh, the, Uzi. Uzi's not all bad. the girls call him Uzi. You know what? It's Come Lil. We gotta stop with Lil. Little Uzi. There's Lil Wayne. There's Lil. Little Wayne's the Lil goat. Nas X. The goat of what? He's he's. He, I mean he's of he, Lils. No, no 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 no. There's a farm and there's about there, there's a. <laughs> you got a pig yeah, There's over a here. field of goats and he's one of those goats. I mean he's not the goat but he's one of the goats in, at the farm. I don't know. Uh, how about you, CJ? Travis Scott, Logic, Mac Miller, in that order. Okay, yeah. This is really like how how old you are, like who you like. Because I you like Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pioneers. No, I'm 90s. I mean, I'm my, my. If you ask me, greatest of all time, I do say Jay Z though. So I have you know. Yeah, but I asked favorite. I yeah, asked your yeah, personal yeah. preference. I want to know Tony Dunn's. All right, we'll uh, find out. How man? What's up? How man? Coming up a little bit. I would go probably Wu Tang Clan, which is almost not fair because it's like an all star team of individuals forming together to create amazing metaphors and similes and 
Rhymes, um, or Outcast. Because they two are they're both are very cerebral, and it's not this junk y'all listen y'all kids listen to these days. I like Coolio. I'm an old soul. Is that true? I, I do like his music. You said you like the song Fantastic, Fantastic Voyage, Voyage, and I said by Coolio, and you were like, no, the original. Yeah. You really are an old soul. Yeah. So that before Coolio. Who's your favorite beach music group, Chandler? Oh man. Probably or, uh, or Band of Oz. Okay. Uh, I like the Embers. Uh, big fan of Craig Woolard and the Embers. I saw them multiple times in college. I'm chairman of the board till oh, yeah. I die. Yeah, chairman of the board. Uh, yeah. Till I die. You got me dangling on the string. You can't go wrong with chairman of the board. Um, look, if I go off a beaten path, I might go Jim Quick and Coastline. Whoa, easy, big fella. <laughs> um... CJ, favorite the beach Tams, music? The Tams. Uh, Do you know a beach music group? Do the Beach Boys count? <laughs> nah. Dang it. This guy. This guy over here. Come on. Come on. All right. You can tell we're in uh, late June when these are the topics. We bring it up on uh, Sports Talk Radio. I don't, I mean, look, I find this fun. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am ready for some ECU football and some more sports to be talked about. But this is fun music talk on pirate radio all right let's take a break we'll come back tony dunn hour two of pirate radio live he will join us on the other side i got a lot more to go when we return after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back to the show do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back into prl here is cliff rock back with you pirate radio live it is friday it is four o'clock that means we talk nfl year-round on the show uh, which is going to be awesome in about a month and a half when we get into august when we get into camps a lot of fantasy talk a lot of everybody august is better than september august is my my favorite football month of the year and there's no games hope is high everybody's undefeated your fantasy teams are undefeated you haven't lost your ass gambling yet everything's great (laughs) tony dunn is here Hello. hello tony hello do hello. you agree with that statement yeah i think so it's in the, a way the excitement of uh the coming of football yeah um fantasy football drafts are, are all around there are tons of ways to consider this the season for your own team and for individual players and then what happens is as soon as you play your first two weeks of football it becomes this like when you go on vacation and you get to the Tuesday. So if you go on a Sunday to Saturday vacation, about Tuesday, everything's great until about Tuesday. And then it becomes the countdown to 
Oh, this vacation's about to end. Yeah, I got to pack up, make the drive home, oh, the we flight home. We only got home. two more days. Yeah. Only one more day of vacation. So each week that goes by with football, you're like, oh, man, there's only 10 more. So we wait and wait and wait for football, and then we bemoan. It's Boy, this season's flying by. <laughs> it's already week eight. Yeah, that, that does happen. And there's nothing better than an NFL Sunday with all the games going on and all – and. At times, there's nothing worse because it's just a dreadful feeling when your team's getting their ass kicked. Yeah, and <laughs> then the other thing, if you think about it, it's kind of like with you pair ECU football with it, and it's also so awesome but exhausting. Well, I tried not to bring my personal life into it, but after 12 hours here on Saturday, yeah, all I want to do is just watch football and not talk to anybody about it. And like... And sometimes those days are ruined uh, because my team loses. Yeah, I feel so. then I got to do the post game show. Then I got to and then you do, do the that podcast. Sunday, Sunday then, we like, then we're tweeting the whole time, yeah. and it's just uh, it turns out when you follow sports for a semi professionally, in my case, is that it actually turns out to be work. <laughs> yeah, and that and the more it turns into work, the less fun it yeah. is. But. Uh, we have fun Saturdays, Sundays. Football season is the best, and we're going to bridge that gap for you here Fridays on Pirate Radio Live. All right, any news and notes this week? We found out that Dan Snyder answers to no one, which that's got to be a pretty cool feeling. Can you tell me some of the details of what's going on? Not really, because like, I'm not paying attention to it. Good, okay. I'm, I'm not either. Are they, like, testifying before Congress? Yeah, they're at Congress talking about the – workplace culture of the washington commanders accusations from women sexual harassment all that stuff and the headline from this for national media was roger goodell saying he has no authority to remove daniel snyder as owner of the commanders and if you're dan snyder here i would go uh well, i was gonna say <laughs> i would go harass a woman because i can because he's there's got to be some like bylaws in the NFL somewhere about like how the if a number of teams so I guess like, can owners remove yeah, an that's owner that's what it would have to be there but has to be some sort of laws in their whatever constitution you can't be above everyone can you yeah is man, he a god on and I earth think Goodell's but always we everybody's known he's been a puppet he's a, he's the guy that goes out there and takes the flack and takes the bullets for the owners. That's why he gets paid eighty million dollars. Gets paid yeah, a, ton. a ton. They love him. They yeah. love him. Um, I still, I get upset like that. This is before Congress. I know. Like it's like, come on, guys, you ain't got something better to do than worry about Dan Snyder and the terrible Washington Commanders. They don't. I've been watching a lot of George Carlin lately, and I'm just like, I. I'm not. I, I guess if you ask me my religion, it would be the Church of Carlin. <laughs> like, really? I, yeah, you're into Carlin, these yeah. Days? And I'm very disenfranchised with everything. I understand. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at, and I totally agree that this football stuff in Congress is an absolute joke. But everything is an absolute joke. Yeah, it's actually right where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. uh, totally. This is exactly what they should be talking about. Uh, no other huge headlines. Unfortunately, uh, a death. Um, what is going on multiple yeah tony uh, tony saragusa and did they have a a current player pass yeah, away too yeah, jalen like ferguson 25 years old yeah so uh the goose one kind of hit me just because i was a fan what a uh 
I remember him as a player, as the giant, jolly defensive tackle. And then the great sideline reporter. Him in a a field where you usually put hot, white, blonde women there. Was more And Tony Saragusa's down there. (laughs) Just gargling in the end zone in front of, like, the black hole was the best thing ever. So, uh, yeah, that was sad to see. Goose passed away. There's a basketball player that died recently, too, wasn't there? Did you see that he was a former number one draft pick, and then he got, like, super heavy? Oh! That's um, another crazy story. This is the terrible time of... Caleb Swanigan was his name, I believe, uh, from Purdue. Purdue, Man. yeah. And he, yeah, he couldn't control his weight, I guess, and Which passed is, away. And so, yeah, it's just sad. Yeah. Sad to see these things, you know, is that sometimes we just get so focused on can you get us to the playoffs yeah how are you a good player did you screw up i mean we'll just you know crucify people for screwing up a a play and then you realize man then someone died you know that these are real people that they are boy this one took a turn better than fake people uh tony let's talk panthers let's talk them first of all any uh what was your discussion tuesday night uh on the podcast all right our our podcast is still continued baker mayfield rumors. oh yeah it continues to be this discussion of would you have a better chance of winning with sam darnold's uh baker mayfield or jimmy garoppolo and we put a poll up where there were over 158 participants and um uh baker mayfield won by one vote <laughs> over sam Darn, which i thought was kind of crazy i do too and, i was just and, felt like it would have been so lopsided and, against sam Darnold, but people were really like hey and what a say? talking head parrot i am tony because i'm gonna say the same thing about baker that i said last year about Darnold. it would be you could find an angle where it's exciting give baker a change of scenery same crap i said about yeah. Darnold. although baker has done more than Darnold did in his previous stop you would have more reason yeah. to believe he, he could do it in Carolina. And I think that a lot of people in our podcast have been saying that they're really basically the same players. I mean, and not everything about them, like their traits, but that if you would have put Sam Darnold on those Browns teams, that he would have been a lot better. I think that's a woulda, shoulda, coulda argument, you know, and I think this is Baker has had success in the NFL. Well, here's Sam another Darnold question. Hasn't. Could... What about if you put Baker with the Jets? Are they winning any right, more? I don't, right, I don't, I don't know, know if they're winning that many more games. The, but I do think Baker's better. Yeah, and I think really where Baker's better is between the ears. Is like I think he's not broken. I think he has more confidence in himself. He can shrug off a bad play. He can shrug off the criticism. Maybe not shrug off the criticism, but use it a little bit. While Sam Darnold seems to be at the moment that kind of breaking point of where you're like sports psychologist or out of the league type thing i don't know if you want baker because you've got young baker waiting in the wings i feel like corral has the swagger and confidence of a mayfield yeah he's got way more swagger and confidence than the starting quarterback for carolina sam darnold definitely there's been another conversation floating around the panthers twitter and that is a guy put up this um he's from another podcast called the four-man rush and he's put up that he believes Robbie Anderson a better is a better receiver than Ted Ginn Jr. was. And I thought when this first when he first put it up, I thought this is ludicrous. You trip I wrote you're tripping. So I Why? Was, why? Why Well, because I feel like Ted No, Ginn, in whose favor? Is- oh, I think Ted Ginn on first sight, I would argue that Ted Ginn is a 
more accomplished, better receiver. I when you brought it up to me, my first thought was Robbie Anderson is the superior receiver. Really? At first thought. And then when you factor in returns and other stuff and everything else again did it put him well, over Anderson. yeah i've tried to eliminate the return game from, so you're talking just receiving that's what i've been trying to think about it with it and uh this is kind of cool i'm gonna pull this up real quick but uh i want to hear your take on at this first too, i thought this was this is a no-brainer for me is ted ginn had so much more success for the panthers he only played one more year he's only played he only played three years for the panthers which is uh, kind of interesting. Here are Ted Ginn's stats. At first career, he had 411 receptions, 5,742 yards, and 33 touchdowns. As a Panther, he had 134 receptions, 2,000 receiving yards, and 19 touchdowns. That's in three seasons. Now, oh, where are the... While you're looking, you I remember us talking about him and how... He what he start with Miami, but anyway, he went to Carolina, played well, got paid, went to what Arizona, didn't do much at all, went back to Carolina and played well. Right? He had two stints, right? Two separate stints. He left, yeah, left and came back, left and came back, and it was his second stint where he kind of was the guy for Cam Newton in fifteen, sixteen, I believe seventeen. I mean the the receiver room, I believe either in sixteen or seventeen. And I want to say it was 17 because that was the year that we went back to the playoffs. I mean, th- that was where we had. I think had... he was with the Saints by then. Well, I, no, I think in 17. Well, maybe he was, yeah, maybe he was with the Saints then. But, I mean, he was the guy. Uh, you had your Devin Funches, but Ted Ginn was the guy that he still had speed, uh, even though it was in the latter uh, years for, of his Tony? career. Robbie Anderson does. Uh, he could go and get the deep ball. He had a lot of speed. So, Ginn was on the uh, the Super Bowl team. Yes. Y'all talked about so that. So, you've yeah. got Ginn's stats pulled yeah. up, right? All right. So, well, first of all, Ginn played good guy. It's like insane. I didn't know he played yeah. that long. Think of this is that Robbie Anderson has only played since 2016, and he has 4,674 receiving yards to Ted Ginn's. What? 5,700. 57. So, what was his high total? Uh, what's Anderson's uh, high for yards in a season? It was 2020, 1,096. Did Ted Ginn ever get 1,000? He didn't. He had those three years, two with Carolina, one with the Saints, where he had over 700, and that was his best stretch. And Robbie, he had a 10-touchdown season in the Cam MVP year. That's the that's the big difference is that he's got more touchdowns. But not even career-wise. Is This is wild, too. As a Panther, is um, ooh, uh, Robbie Anderson's had 28 career touchdowns. And to th- so think of this. What is it, 2016 to 2021? Was that six years? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, six years. How many did Ginn play? Like a million? Uh, 13, 14. And he only have five more receiving touchdowns than Robbie right. Anderson? That, right. Yeah, that's right. wild. wild. Yeah. If you now, take away... Wasn't, if you, if you wasn't take majority away, of his career being a return specialist? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Ray Anderson's a better receiver. Ginn's a better football player. Yeah, Tech Ginn was like number one over it was like a top 10 pick or and something. at ohio state he was the man he was a great college football player. i mean he ran back like his first kick of the nfl the first, remember was it in the college football championship he I ran back so, a yep. big one he was awesome i don't know it's just really at first i thought man ted ginn was so much more accomplished for the carolina panthers i'm trying to real think is it just 
that we were successful in that year that yeah. was there? Does that color it some? I think the touchdowns, he had 19 touchdowns to Robbie Anderson's four touchdowns in Carolina. So Robbie Anderson put up a lot of touchdowns in New York. But Anderson's it, also doing the George Costanza where he's sabotaging his career and trying to get fired by the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's probably not looked at in high regard by fans at the moment. So I just thought that was a fun conversation. As yeah. you start to delve into it, you realize that like your first take might not always be as, you know, or your first glance at it. But t- here is the problem. You can't take away Ted Ginn's return game. Yeah. Because if you do just say just receiver – but that was so much asset to him. And he really made a lot out of nothing sometimes. The problem with Ted Ginn Jr. is he just dropped so many wide-open passes. It would just be like 30-yard bomb drop. I mean, I remember I, I remember the jet sweep in the NFC Championship game against the Cardinals. Uh, maybe it was a reverse, but he actually changed directions and went across the field. I think he ran about 70 yards only to get like 30. Yeah. Uh, and scored a touchdown. So, I mean, he was very versatile, especially when he got the ball in his hands. I remember when uh, this guy was a – we got we had just signed Ted Ginn, and uh, this Miami fan was, was somewhere, and he goes, stone hands. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I go – and I just adopted that for the rest of the time that Ted Ginn here. He What's was, funny is, though, if you went on a Cardinals – Maybe not Saints, but Cardinals and Dolphins podcast, and we're praising Ted Yen. Oh, they'd they probably were. like trash you. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. This guy wasn't any good because he was only good for the Panthers for two years and for the Saints one. Yeah, yeah. out of a thirteen oh seven to twenty, we're talking about really three. I wonder why he just didn't. But I, I really appreciate Ted Yen, especially in that Super Bowl year, because I believe we brought him in more of a as a specialist role. You have Kelvin Benjamin go down. You do have Devin Funches there, but I think we had to push him into the receiver's room more. Uh, and, I mean, what did you say, 10 touchdown catches yeah. in that year? I think yeah. that season actually made him a pro receiver. Like, you know, it's t- until then, if you look at the stats or, or and the career. Or respected as a Yeah, like, pro or receiver. maybe even believing in himself to be one. Yeah. So – uh, Tony, let's get let's talk favorite running backs real quick. Okay. All-time favorite Panthers running back is not D'Angelo Williams. Oh, uh, you know, you brought this question up. To, to, well, you, you told me last week yeah. we were going to do um, running backs this week. So on the podcast we did, if CMC retired today, would he be the Panthers' best running back ever? No. And it's no, but it's like not that far away either but who is tough tough <laughs> it's either robbie either robbie anders it's either uh jonathan stewart or d'angelo williams isn't and there's Stu- an argument for both isn't he the leading rusher he in is the, the leading history? rusher but now, it, this is before my time but what about davis i don't well, think he was there long enough two, either he, only two seasons i yeah. think yeah. and the thing about that is it's one of those players like um his great he was he's probably the greatest we're one of the best running backs we've had, but not as a Panther necessarily. Like he had that year that was just amazing for the Super Bowl and it contributed so much. But like the his real career was as a red. He Star. had some monster years in Washington, drove them to the playoffs yeah. in '99. Um, so I think my vote was for D'Angelo Williams. Now this is not best. This is your favorite. Oh, oh, you're fa- t- so you're saying best, best. all time would be D'Angelo. I think so. Who's right your now. favorite all time? Deshaun Foster. 
I was going to bring him up in the underrated category yeah. next. I don't know. You, know. you like him for that one play against the Eagles. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest plays Crazy. of all time. Man, like, if you just want to feel better about yourself, if you're yeah, having he a tough day, like he, like, breaks uh, how he breaks many tackles? five tackles. He ran 40 yards to get one yard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think favorite. You know, I might even say D'Angelo. I know that you like, soured his personality. On him yeah, you liked like, him as yeah. a Panther. And I, when we saw him when he played in Memphis here, yeah, he, came he was to a ECU, He was awesome, man. And so I was looking at this. If you look at, you know, he's got the most rushing yards for the Panthers in a single season. He had a 1,500-yard season. Christian McCaffrey's best was the 1,300-yard, but he did have a 1,000 receiving, which is crazy. What is wild, though, is when you go back and look at the best running backs of the past, they did not catch the ball like they do today. Oh, yeah. It's like Le'Veon Bell changed the game. Or see what Emmitt Smith's like uh, most Matt Forte changed the oh, game. Yeah. That's a good name. Because well, no, you got it. Let's go. Marshall Falk? Tomlinson and Falk. Yeah, okay. There yeah. you go. Because this is um, D'Angelo Williams had 1,500 uh, rushing yards, but he only had 100 receiving yards in the whole season. <laughs> like, it's like. That's a game for McCaffrey. I would like to look at um, also, like. Wow, Emmett Smith had way more than I thought. He had a 62 catch season. Oh, and that's a good one. That's a lot. So uh, only 375 yards. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's still just dump, dump, dump. Yeah. I was trying to like, what do you like? What was when Eric Dickerson got 2,000 yards rushing? What were his reception yards? Because I was looking at there's eight players that have had 2,000 yards rushing. It feels like. They really just used running backs to run at one point. I wonder how many CJ had in his year. So Eric Dickerson had 21 catches for 139 yards in his 2,000-yard season. That's actually pretty good uh, at yards per catch. But only 21 catches in the whole season for your best player? Let's see what Chris Johnson had. Pro Football Reference is the best website know, of all time. It. it really is. CJ had 50 for 503. You want to talk about That's a year. That. 2,000 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving. How many touchdowns? Yeah. He had 14. 14, and you can add two receiving. That's a heck of a year right Man. His second year in the league. All right. So, uh, how about what was the other? We've kind so of Chandler. Already... What's your favorite oh, yeah. running what's back? Your... Christian McCaffrey. I mean, my favorite would have to be either, and you're going to hate me for this. Probably D'Angelo. That's what D. I mean, he said it too. The clip hates you. No, you He's, no. Uh, you said D'Angelo Williams was is the best, player. and he said oh, yeah. he might be his favorite yeah. too. Tony soured on him at post career. Yeah. Not while I he think was it was once he put those footy when pajamas on. When did what happen? The the change of feelings for D'Angelo Williams when he started just like get, sniping back and forth with Panther fans, and then he goes to Pittsburgh and just starts talking junk about Carolina. And I understand, but it just was so sour grapes. Uh, and then he has this picture of him wearing footy pajamas, and I just couldn't get past it. <laughs> yeah. And he does weird stuff. Like, he's really combative and kind of whiny. Um, it's his personality that turns out to be. But he also did, CJ, you like this? He did a wrestling no. night day. Well, like he who did, did he wrestle flip. with? Do you remember, CJ? I, I don't remember who he wrestled, but it was in TNA. And, TNA. Now, and he did a good job. He did that backflip yeah. off the ropes. Or yeah, it was like a one-and-done like, thing, too. Yeah, it like, was like genuinely impressive. Yeah. 
Um, so that, that's his personality thing. And, and it turns out that he was always kind of like that in the locker room, too. You know, as a rookie, he was very brash. And, you know, but I guess that's what good players do. How about can we ask this question to Clip and to CJ to get some teams that have a longer history? What? Who is your favorite running back of mm. your? Is Riggins yours? No, I didn't get to watch him play. Um, Riggins, the guy that does the Friday Night Lights. Like the comedy stuff? No. John Riggins. Okay. What's the, what's the guy I'm thinking about? That You're thinking of the... Rob Riggle? Rob oh. Riggle. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic Tony Dunn right there. Uh, I would have to go with Clinton Portis. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you named your Texas kid out. Clintus. Yeah. Clintus. Uh, great running back, and you had the personality, too. And he beats out guys like... Like Stephen Davis, who I probably wouldn't put near the top, but Alfred Morris for a time Ooh, was my favorite because he went from nothing to awesome. the most humble, like just bruiser. He was it's guy it's Clinton Portis by far. Okay, Clinton Portis, easy answer. Mine because of age. I mean, probably Le'Veon Bell, but if I was a few like if I had a few more years on me, I would have probably said Jerome Bettis. I mean, you've got who some was good options with the bus. Oh, that's a cool statement right there. Well, Willie Parker was late. Oh, yeah. Willie is Parker. Wow. Is, is D'Angelo Williams your favorite? Certainly <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, yeah. Was he not good for y'all? I mean, he led the league in touchdowns with the Steelers one year. And I hate that he But did it was the, like 11 touchdowns. He yeah. did we had the that curtain call celebration recently. when he got to y'all. He didn't do it when, he, yeah, when he was in Carolina. That was, I love that, that celebration. Happened. Yeah. But D'Angelo was fun, right? Him and Stewart used to do some stuff. Yeah, they were, I mean, like, they were great. Yeah. Uh, final question for you guys. Live game you went to opposing running back. Who torched you? Who, for me, I, it was cool when I went to a Washington game. Well, I saw Emmett Smith, but he didn't do much. It was late in his career. But um, Frank Gore, watching him live was kind of different. You could see why he played all the years he did. It was cool. I've... I feel like I've seen Marshawn do pretty well against the Panthers, but it wasn't like crazy well because it was a 15-12 game anyway. Did, <laughs> yeah. did Reggie Bush ever do anything to y'all? He didn't have a great career. You know, but Dar- still- Sproles might have done more to us than Reggie oh, yeah. Bush. Dangerous. Dangerous. I think who else? Who else did we have? Um, Tolbert. No, who? No, my. Uh, who was the guy that came went to f- the Falcons for a little while and had a the Burner Turner, yeah, Michael Turner. Michael Turner had yeah. some good years. I'm trying to think of who Chandler. Well, anybody coming to your mind? Um, see, it was a low scoring game, twelve to nine. I went to a Panthers Saints game on a Monday night in December of twenty eighteen, and Al- Alvin Kamara. I feel like he had a big game that day. Um, I went to a Bucks game, and I think Doug Martin was a. I just can't remember how. Well Nobody they did. really stands out. Yeah, Alvin Kamara might be my favorite he's back my, right now. He's my favorite uh, non-Panther on a team that I shouldn't have a player I like. Well, he he, you rode him literally yeah. to a fantasy title. It was glorious. Yeah, so you got to appreciate him forever. I retired his. his, his. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Anger Management Rage Room. Have y'all guys saved up some rage for the end of the week here? Let's rage. And huh? Tony Dunn, if you just, during the break, think about something that just makes you want to go crazy, makes you so mad, makes you want to rage. So uh, do that during the break. 
I want to hear what he has to rage about. Okay. Chandler telling yes, people sir. what to do. Now. I like it. Hey. I like it too. I, I might rage about Chandler just taking over everything, producing, hosting. He's a guest. Like you're wearing many hats today, sir. And I'm, I'm pr- raging I'm, about you wearing so many hats I'm, without actually wearing a I'm hat. I'm not wearing a hat. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on all our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 56,000 followers today. That's PR927FM. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, Tony Dunn here. Tony, who is your favorite rapper of all time? Uh, Redman. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. These guys have no idea who that is. When I hear Redman, I associate him with Method Man. They yeah. did a lot of collabs. They uh, did. How High was yeah. maybe I like Superman famous. Lover. All right. I'll have to go. I, I need to, to hear Wait more. Wait a minute. Hold on. Lil Dicky is not your uh, favorite rapper? <laughs> He's a top 10. <laughs> top 10. Do you have a top 10? Uh, we don't oh, have time I could to probably do that. Uh, well, I mean, we got the le- 13 minutes and no football to talk about. I thought Tony was going to – I thought Ice T might be on your list. And I think it's because you look like Ice T now <laughs> with the, the hair back. Uh, it's No, it's a more – they call me Easy T. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, Easy E. I'm an Ice Cube. Ice Cube is definitely in my top five. Okay. You're more of a cube than a T. I would be as well. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, he's be- he's the best one out of all of NWA. I would agree with that. Although the Chronic by Dr. Dre is yeah. the best album out of anybody we've talked about so far. It's pretty good, in my opinion. All right, we are your station for culture here. We got to get Patrick Mason in here, our culture expert, uh, next week. All right, uh, let's open up the Rage Room because Tony has kids. Are they making your blood bull? Is work making you furious? Mm. Does your ex have you seeing red? Or in this case, your current wife? Ooh. There's a way to release that anger, and it's right here in Greenville. Let your next therapy session be at Anger Management Rage Room, Greenville's premier rage room. You can smash, bash, and destroy inanimate objects in a design rage room that gives you space to vent in ways that could create some issues in the outside world. For more information, check out Anger Management's website, angermgmtnc.com, and book your therapy session today. Tony, it's right down the road. Where is it at, Chandler? Tony, I I really believe your kids would love this place. And if you I ever think my to, wife needs it because uh, I really drive her nuts. Your wife, your kids, maybe you. If you ever want to go to the Anger Management Rage Room, it's right here in downtown Greenville. In fact, we can walk to it right now if you wanted to. It's on Clark Street, right behind Pitt Street Brewery. So, uh, yeah, I could totally see the Duns in there smashing and bashing. There's cars in there. You can break out the windows. You can smash the mirrors. You can do whatever you want to get that aggression out. Uh, so you can be more peaceful and calm on the outside world. Great, great place. Interesting. 
All right, uh, Chandler, CJ, who wants to get it started today? Uh, I'll go ahead and get it started. I, I thought about this. I remember in college going to the bars as a college student would, and uh, you know they're busy in there, but you're sitting there at the bar waiting for the bartender to acknowledge you. She finally, like, he or she sees you, makes contact. You're sitting there ready to get your your drink order. All of a sudden, somebody comes up right beside you, and they go to them first. <laughs> that's my rage. <laughs> Wait, that's you're upset that's about that? No, I, I mean that's a good one. I mean, he look, cut the line. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting there waiting for forever, and then finally somebody gets up there, and especially if they know the person. You know what? Chandler, so I was going to ask you, but I know the answer because I know what kind of person you are. What if you were that other person? Would you say to the bartender? I have done that. I, I swear he to was you, here first. I was like, yes. get him first. Okay. I, I do All that. Right. Chandler's a good person. If that's the kind of person you are, you're okay to rage about it. And I believe that that is the kind of person you are. Yeah, I think the I thing swear. that makes you can, I'm with Chandler on this, is because why they make that decision is important and right is thing, it like you don't got me. enough cultural street oh. cred like that other person got more street cred that other person is hotter than you are or they know that you're nice enough to take it can right. they read it on they're your pushing face? you around nice guys finish last they're like don't worry he's gonna tip the same dollar either way nice guys get their drinks last yeah guys, don't take that from these people chandler go and smash the tv i wish i could go back to college <laughs> You can still like he's go gonna to a just bar. like line yeah, up pint right. glasses and with oh, a golf club. Tony goes to bars. Every I'm gonna night. come in on Monday with a black eye and uh, like <laughs> a cast because I'm like I stood my ground. I stood got, my ground and got and my got, ass whooped. Got beat up by a 110 pounds girl bartender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not good. All right, you had something else earlier in the week. Oh, what was it? Oh boy! I I got a rage. I got a rage. <laughs> And CJ, you're going to be offended. Oh, no. It's about Asian people? No, 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 no. People and people that are from people, China. People watching, people watching or listening might get offended. People who like their own post. It's an extra like. We're trying to push the algorithm. An extra like? It's what's lame. That, what's that extra like going to do? It's no, not a, a real It's like giving yourself a high five. Why did you Why did you say I'd get offended? Did you know that I do that? No, because when you tagged me on that picture that one time, I saw it and I remembered no. it the other day. No. So I remember, Chandler I said, brought this I up. I said, CJ, I brought it up the other day. He and brought I was it like, up before this instance happened. And when I brought it up, I was like, oh, crap. I said, I said I'm going to offend CJ because he does it. I saw him do it one time. Pe- people do it on Facebook. Look, you're not the only one that does it. There's people that do it on Facebook. Uh, pe- uh, people retweet their own tweets. Come on, guys. I certainly won't do that. What are we well, doing? Well, the retweet, for, like your own retweet could just to be like if you post an article, you get to tweet it twice. Right, so right, you right, can right. that that's one. That's a re- like, that's different. But. but now before you, before I saw you do it, I saw people doing it on Facebook way before. Like people, I would go and it You mean be you don't take pictures of John you Smith, duck lips like, and then oh, like it? And then John Smith liked. You liked your own picture? How lame. 
Lame, oh, CJ. Sorry, don't do it. It hurts. Don't I only do, do this on Instagram. I don't do it. Are you going to go do stand-up comedy and deliver the punchline and just start And then laugh at yourself. Yeah, I'm be the first one to laugh. <laughs> That's actually a good one to rage at is people that laugh at their own jokes every time. Yeah. It's one thing. Every now and then you get a, you could get away with it, especially if you're trying to urge people to get into it. But every <laughs> joke, every joke, I know a guy that does this. Every joke. I hope you're not talking about me. It's not you. Thank you. Good. Uh, CJ. I've got one conveniently about the Drake album. It sucks. Uh, it's really bad. I haven't, man. The whole internet is telling you about this. Or telling us about this. I I everybody knew but Chandler on I yesterday's edition of Are You Smarter Than Us. I see it's good, and they're lying. There's, you get to a certain point. Like there's a, there's a certain handful of musicians out right now. They could drop anything. They could fart on a mic for like 10 minutes and everybody would say oh this is great i hate tribalism i hate where if your your sports team can do no wrong your political party can do no wrong your favorite yeah, that, rapper yeah, can do no wrong past, it's it okay to say this isn't good this guy that i love put out something that i don't love if anybody but drake would have put this album out it wouldn't have been news if it was jake if it was jake from state farm it would have sucked. It would have sucked. Right. It would have been pretty good for him. Sounds Probably, more like yeah. you're raging against Drake's stands than you are Drake himself. You know what? Yes, I kind of am. He, he He's not perfect. All right. Oh, my rage, I got two for you. The Ooh. first one is this, is when people, when you sit down with someone, say, um, like a family member you had not seen in a while or a friend you had not seen in a while, and they do the, they ask you a question about your life, like at the moment, like, How's work going? How And they're trying to initiate this conversation, and they say, how's work going? And you go, well, this is what's happened, and they immediately stop listening. Mm-hmm. Why'd you ask the question? Yep. Why'd this is you why, ask the question? This is why I was so excited for Tony to be in the rage room today, because I, that's good stuff. It drives me insane, because like you could just say, how you doing? Fine. That's all we wanted. If that's all you're but you're trying to ask an insightful question and then you don't care. I mean, wait, what do they do? Over and see them. Uh, so what do they do? They like literally turn their head <laughs> like, away. Kind of. They, like, like, you can turn see their chair. Them mentally. Yes. It's like, uh, oh man, that's that. and then they're like, oh, that's great. Oh, you know, no yeah. one's listening like, when they say. What's going on with the podcast oh, okay. that you start uh-huh. talking about? And they're like, I'm never going to listen to your podcast. So, Tony, what you should do, and what I might do as a jerk in that circumstance, is just really keep on going. Like, never <laughs> stop talking about it. Give them every small detail uh, and make them tell you to stop. Hey. You want to know? You, hey, I right got to. Yeah. Excuse me, you're interrupting over there. <laughs> we got a conversation going on. My other is people that don't stand up and cheer at football games. Now, like okay. in especially in important situations. Hold on, are you raging against people not standing, or are you raging against people telling you to sit down? Because that. Is... Oh no, I'm raging against people not. Standing. Okay, all right. Like, okay. Is, but first Fair of enough. all, if you tell me to sit down, I actually now I am as I'm getting older, like this person who's looking behind me to see if they're like, and I'm like, oh, sit down as fast as I can because I don't want to ruin their day, their yeah. experience. Well, that's being but, a good neighbor. Yeah, but I do think this is like, come on, have some fun. You Stand didn't up. pay to just sit there. There I mean, are you pay for the seat, but yeah. not to sit there. Right. Have fun. <laughs> There's some old, miserable-looking people in Minji's that sit a section or two over with their arms crossed the whole game. I'm like, are they having fun? Why Is that are, clip? Are they forced to be here? Oh, I, I get into the game, yeah. man. I, I'm into basketball games. I stand up. I get loud. Yeah. I shout. 
All right. What makes you rage? Oh, Section 213 be loud. Uh, I don't I don't think I have one. That's why I kept asking you guys. Y'all don't have you have a rage? <laughs> Come on. You're, yeah. you're a great People yeah. don't All recognize right, the flag of Switzerland. Today. I feel like Clip, All right. the guy that they had to make a positive clip tweeting clip because he was so pessimistic people people that do victory laps and end zone celebrations over something that happens in politics that that is cringy to me example Wait, what are you talking about like if say something happens in the world of politics and they post what a great day and oh like celebrating uh, about it and 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 point at the other side it's like this reminds me of people that don't believe in global warming and which i don't care if you do or don't not a thing but when any anytime there is like a cool day in july they're like how about that global warming (laughs) and you're like wait a second i guess it's just like yeah in that case should i message them every time it's hot and be like oh man it's really hot in october I, I don't want to rage about that because it is you can say whatever you want to and like nobody cares about the dumb crap i put on twitter and facebook it's like it's my thoughts opinion so is it like a DB? i don't want to shut down anybody. is it like a db where there's a pass that's 10 yards thrown over their head and they get up and yes they... yeah, well, <laughs> kinda but i just think yours should be more couth is that a word yeah just enjoy some things should be celebrated and taunted as fun some things should just be like okay Dang, just be happy well, that, that one went that one went my way i totally agree i don't know who needs to hear this but not a single politician cares about you as uh, a as again a george carl i mean george carl i'm with you guys it's crazy <laughs> all right tony yeah have, have a good week thank you man thanks for having me on talk to you next friday anger management rage room you can check it out anger mgmtnc.com book your therapy session today take a time out brian north joins us for real this time when we return on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. in the Bud Light pregame tailgate and the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show on ECU game days. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV, subscribe, and smash that like button. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. My God, this dude right here, man. This guy just knows how to do it. Read words. Man. CJ, you're killing it, dude. You can do anything with this music player. Chandler said, here comes funky guitar. And hit the song, and I tell you what, this might be the most aptly named song of all time. It is exactly, it tells you what's about to happen. Oh, it's just called Funky Guitar? I yeah. Like, I saw and I said, it's about to be really good, so I had to let you guys know. I said, here comes Funky Guitar! Perfect title for a song. <laughs> we gotta do the whole <laughs> thing with God, Guys, we have to get to Brian North. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, WCTI-12's Brian North to get you set for your sports weekend. North, how you doing on this Friday? Hello, Clip. There's nothing going on. I'll see you later. <laughs> There's the report for this hour. Uh, Brian, I was thinking about this, Brian, uh, mostly because of your response to my request that you come on the show today. You probably are you're definitely my my favorite unpaid uncompensated guest we've had on the show for the last 20 years like Ryder giles who left the ecu program has received more from pirate radio than you have in 25 years yeah yeah that that is probably correct i I did for a while i was involved in coupon gate you know i would get some (laughs) writing some articles back in the day yeah um, you know, it, it, sometimes it turned out to be more of a hassle uh, getting them and dealing with them. So your issue is you lit, you're too far away. You're like you're not here enough. If you would come in the studio, we'd be showering you with gifts, but we never see you. We only talk to you. So I'd be fatter than I am now, which would be a real problem. So well, don't worry. We have uh, shirts that go up to triple XL for me. So you're good. <laughs> they actually started venturing into triple L territory. You know, you know what? I remember when I went to two XL. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, well muscle this is for me lifting and then <laughs> i quit going to the gym and now now it's like oh well three hours a little more comfy on these hot days <laughs> try it so brian north joining us always appreciate it and uh brian what, what i'll tell you what i'm looking for sports topics this time of year yeah. and uh we're starting to preview football we talked to chris haymeyer who you know well uh talked to him yesterday voice of the campbell fighting camels talked to harry minium earlier this week from ODU, but uh, starting to preview the opponents, also p- preview the position. So we'll talk a little pirate football with you. But Haymeyer, uh, man, he's been with Campbell now. He said nine or ten years, maybe going into year eleven, something like that. Like he's been there a while, and Mike Minter uh, has been there a long time as well. And we've talked about this game for years, and uh, it'll finally happen coming up this September. Campbell entering Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. First of all, Chris Haymeyer, now a fa- late father in life like myself, did he have screaming kids in the background doing the interview? No, I think he must uh, he must have a good deal set up where he didn't have to worry about the terrorists, as you call them, when he joins us on the show. He's got twin boys who are now starting to crawl around a little bit, so he's uh, I, I, I get the texts every now and then from him looking for the old man fatherly advice of how to deal with a few things. So i uh, pretty proud of Chris. But, yeah, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Uh, Kingston Indians. They folded like what, uh, 2010, and that's when he went to Campbell right after. Yeah. So it's uh, 2012, somewhere around in there. I'd have to go back and look, but no, he's been there a while. He's been the voice of the Camel. He he uh, teaches over there. He's done a great job, and and I can remember when Campbell first started his program back up, and Chris used to go over there and help me cover the games, and so it's what Campbell has done in Bowie's Creek from restarting football, no scholarships, building a stadium. To now being in a, a great conference with scholarships and, and then getting ready to play ECU, it's just amazing to see how far that program has come in so, such a short period of time. And you look around the region, right? Old Dominion's done the same thing. Charlotte's done the same thing. Uh, you can even say App State's grown to Division 1A power. JMU's going to 1A this year. Marshall went from 1AA to 1A. So this region, uh, Coastal Carolina didn't have a football team, and they've grown from nothing now so what this region of the country has done football wise to support all these football programs has been pretty amazing and how about campbell recruiting uh, right there with prime time coach prime at jackson state uh one and two campbell uh the second best recruiting class in the fcs chris might have said for i mean i guess depending on who you look at but uh credit to whatever mike minner and uh pat white and that coaching staff have going in boys creek 
most people thought when Mike Minner showed up, he was going to be lost out of his league, not know what he's doing, and then not be there long. You know, he comes from the Nebraska pedigree, and and um, to him, for him to come into a non-scholarship program and to stay there and build what he has done has been amazing. The patience he has shown. You know, I covered Mike a lot when he was with the Panthers and was an All-Pro safety, and and he was always the go-to guy in the locker room to interview, and he always had that passion and that fire. And I wasn't quite sure he would have the patience for the job, but he has proved me wrong. He's done a good job. And now you throw in that they have all the scholarship allotments. Well, that's changed the game as well. He's uh, increased and, and bettered his coaching staff to help him do that. So I give Mike Metter all the credit in the world for building what he's built there in Bowie's Creek from nothing. No doubt. Looking forward to seeing him on the field coming up this September. Also, our topic this week, Brian, will get your take on it, covering East Carolina athletics uh, over all these years. How about we, we talk running backs this week, Brian? Do you have an all-time favorite? Uh, you're probably not going to just name one, so give me a few off the top of your head. Favorite running backs wearing the purple and gold? Right. You always go back to who you started with. Yeah. Leonard Henry was such a great running back when I first came here and built those first three years with David Garrard and and that dynamic offense. So Leonard Henry was one of my favorites, except for the one year he boycotted the media and wouldn't talk to us. Oh, really? But yeah, there was one year that Leonard just decided he, he didn't want the distractions. He wanted to focus on football. So he didn't do interviews until the very end of the year. Huh. And so that was interesting, but he had a heck of a year. Got the you know a cup of coffee in the NFL, played with the Miami Dolphins, and, and he's back in his uh, native Clinton in Sampson County. He's been uh, you know coaching and, and mentoring and pastor, pastoring there, but... I can remember Leonard just lighting up a couple of teams and, and running over people. So he's obviously, you know, comes to mind first for me. Um, you know, I wasn't here for, for the earlier days in the 90s when they, they had uh, uh, those great running backs. Um, who would be next on my list? I'm trying to think. Well, obviously, um, you know, we, we can get the local guys who play for you as well. Yeah. So uh, Jonathan uh, Williams. Jonathan, uh, Williams from, from J.H. Rose had a – mercurial career where he put up great numbers but what missed three out of four bowl games his career for for behavior which kind of summed up his career so he was very memorable um so those are two that jump out at me right now but as, the, as we start naming the name art brown was one that was uh would have some magic moments um give me some other names here and i'll always give you a memory when i hear them well of course people went right to chris johnson he was not my favorite on the list but he, uh, but that senior year he had was unbelievable. I, my, I went with Tay Cooper. I, I just, I like talking to Tay, and he a thousand yard rusher. I think two one thousand yard seasons in his very short time here. Um, so I, I went with him. Uh, I mean, there was a, and then some older people went back to the Tony Collins, Anthony at the time, and Ernest Biner and, and guys like that. So it really does span uh, over time, and like you said, kind of depends on. When you were here and what you were doing, I, I had a class with Art Brown. There was a, I remember the program that year, Brian. It had Art Brown and Marvin Towns, and yeah. it had two. It, it said two one thousand yard rushers in the backfield, yep. and that was yep. uh, unfortunately a John Thompson year, and neither one did anything. <laughs> and so, uh, their their growth might have been stunted a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'll give you a couple stories. Well, Vontae Leach is another one that yeah. comes to mind, including fullbacks on that. Vontae. Uh, came in as a linebacker and was a good linebacker, but then Steve Logan was trying to buck the trend. That was a time when there was no fullbacks. Everybody went away from fullbacks and was doing uh, one-back sets. And Steve Logan said, I want to go back to a fullback since no one else is. And that's what he started the movement to move Vontae into fullback. And then, of course, John Thompson took over, and Vontae made that into an NFL career that it paid pretty well for him. So, 
time he touched the ball at ECU, boom, goes 80 yards for the score. Always had that tantalizing ability, but just was inconsistent, would fumble. And then his junior year, I can remember Skip Holtz publicly talking about moving Chris Johnson to wide receiver just to try to fit his talents better because he just wasn't tough enough. And that challenge of toughness, Chris took personally, and then he came back and he had that great senior year and yeah. obviously the great NFL career. Brian North joining us. Brian, I always like asking you about local guys too, uh, but you've seen so many over the years. Do any running back performances stand out on a Friday night to you? I mean, you've seen hundreds, thousands at this point, but oh I mean, what, what comes to mind when you think of great running backs here in Eastern North Carolina that you've seen live? Yeah, Andre Brown from J.H. was just had a, every time he would touch the ball, he was electric at J.H. Rose. And he was another guy. He was an outside runner early on in his career. Everybody tough, uh, questioned his toughness. And then by his senior year, he was just running people over, leading Rose to a state championship, and then having a, a great career at NC State and ending up in well, the NFL. Yeah, that, that's kind of interesting to hear because, in the, I mean, he got some checks in the NFL for being an up-the-middle, tough running back. Yeah, had changed it when he went to NC State. Same deal. He was great his freshman year, got the opportunity, but he ended up being that tough middle of the of the line running guy, and and that's how he made his paychecks late in his career. So um, he had an interesting NFL career, moved around a lot, but the, the Giants is where he really kind of made a little bit of a name for himself. And so um, Andre was always electric. Ontario Hardesty was another. Oh player. yeah, remember that name? Every time he touched the ball for Newbert, he had the chance to go the distance and of course you know he had the controversial recruiting career originally verbal to unc then ended up going to tennessee had a really good career there another guy who played a few years in the nfl with the cleveland browns but never kind of fulfilled that potential after a knee injury but he was super dynamic as a running back and i always remember this mario williams was a backup running back his senior year and rich lands his main running back got hurt so mario carried the ball a lot for Richland. And when you have a six six guy built like him coming at you through the line, no one wanted to stop him. So he used to run over people and was a lot of fun to watch the running back. So that's a little bit different one. CJ Wilson, another guy who ended up oh, yeah. defensive line, was a running back at Northside High School and he was so much fun to watch. I always used to joke CJ because he was this big guy bigger than anybody. He'd run over guys, but he'd be the last one to get up off the off the ground every time. He'd always act hurt every time he tackled. <laughs> so uh, he got to ECU and found some toughness in him as well. So uh, some of those, yeah, I mean, I, I could probably go, the list can go on and on. You just Your memory gets jogged by certain things, but those are some of the ones. There was a kid, Corey Fisher, for New Bern. Yeah. When, when Mon, Montario was a, a sophomore, Corey Fisher led the team in rushing. He ended up going to Catawba and having a great career. But Corey was diminutive. But, man, he was so much fun to watch. I remember it. Was that Devon Drew era, New Bern? Yes. Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, Devon Drew actually started the year as the backup quarterback, and by the third game, I remember it at New Hanover on the turf on a Saturday, they started Devon, and then he ended up being a great quarterback, leading them to their first state championship appearance. If you think about that game they played against Independence in that first championship, when you had Devon at quarterback uh, for one side, you had uh, Chris Leak was the quarterback oh, yeah. Independence, uh, Muhammad Massaquai yeah. on that team. There were several guys who ended up playing in the NFL on that team. And it was Montario Hardesty who, who fumbled a – it was a back-and-forth game. Both teams were scoring like mad. It was Montario in the fourth quarter who fumbled a kickoff that then uh, Independence flipped into a touchdown and, and ended up winning that game because of that. But uh, I think it was five or six guys who ended up playing in the NFL from the two teams. Good stuff. Story time with Brian North. And, Brian, you mentioned C.J. Wilson in there. And I, I'm not saying you're old, but 
uh you're gonna be covering him as a high school football coach this year head coach that's that's a little weird right yeah, especially being at North Pitt, you know, because he's always been a Beaufort County guy. Yeah. Coaching is in his family tree. A lot of his brothers still help coach over at Northside in Beaufort County. But, you know, CJ was doing real estate stuff in Charlotte. Next thing I know, uh, Greg Watford has him helping out at North Pitt, and now he's the head coach all of a sudden. So I'm real curious how CJ is going to do with a, not a lot of coaching experience in his background. Yeah. Uh, but now he's thrust into that position, and, and North Pitt had done a good job rebuilding their team. So I'm real curious to see how CJ does there north of the river. Looking forward to some Friday Night Lights coming up. Still a couple of months left to go, and uh, the Blitz will be rolling back on your airwaves, Brian. Uh, you uh, you and Brett Kennedy, uh, y'all started any talks on uh, football season coming up in a couple months? A little bit. I know it's less than two months away, the first game. So we've We've started. There's been some discussions. You know, sales likes to make their money off of it. So, um, but we haven't delved into it. I'm trying to enjoy a little bit of summer. <laughs> I walked out of work today at 12:30. I didn't do the noon show today, and I walked out going, "No football today!" Like it was a relief knowing that it's coming because this will be year number 25 of covering high school wow. football in East North Carolina for me. And so, uh, and, but it's a different challenge now working the morning shift and then yeah. back in on Fridays and. You know, having to say uh, leave the girls and, and the family on Friday nights. It's been a little bit different, but it'll still be a fun challenge once it rolls around. But I say this every year. I'm in no rush. It'll be here when it gets here. Yeah. If somebody sticks another month in the summer calendar, it won't bother me at all. I embrace it when it's here. I'm just in no rush for it to get here. Brian North joining us. Brian, anything uh, with all the, the girls at home and things you got going on, anything in the sports world catching your eye these days? We're at a bit of a dead point here. Yeah, you know, College World Series is always, uh, I like to watch that. I've been to Omaha a few times. And so once you have that kind of personal connection, you always kind of like to see who, who comes out on top of that. So you've got Oklahoma and Ole Miss, you know, uh, current SEC versus future SEC. So I'll be watching a little better than that over the weekend. Uh, USFL, a lot of local connections in the playoffs this weekend for the USFL. With Skip Holtz coaching the Birmingham Stallions, Larry Fedora coaching the New Orleans Breakers, and they're going head-to-head which they never did. They were at, at colleges uh, at, at different times at ECU and UNC, so I find that interesting. Garrett McGinn, former ECU Pirate offensive lineman, yeah. playing for the New Jersey Generals. Made the all-star team this year. It's, that's good for him. Receiver. Yeah. We were talking about this last week, Brian. How many – I said the over-under. I didn't know where to put it. I, I just threw out a number, kind of seven and a half, eight and a half. How many guys that played this USFL season will make a 53-man roster this NFL season? Uh, any any estimation on that? You think lower? Yeah, it'll be defensive guys. I'd say no. I'd say making the opening fifty three man roster or plays this season. Ah, yeah, that's two different things, right? Somebody could get picked up in October, November, something like that. Correct. After they've had a little bit of rest, because it's going to be a short off season. Yeah. For these guys right around. I mean, camps will be starting in a month, right? And yeah. So, um, so I'd say probably under seven, but I think as the season goes on, those guys will be on the radar, give them a chance to rest, and you can pick them up knowing that they're not that out of shape to get in there and start contributing and play right away. And that'll be more defensive players. It really has been – USFL has been a little disappointing offensively. It's funny. I watched the Birmingham Stallions, and I'm like, well, let's get old. <laughs> I mean, conservative offense and make that defense go to work. So that's uh, it, it's funny that Skip now coaching in the pros for the first time hasn't changed his whole philosophy a whole lot yeah brian north joining us brian if the uh live tour called and asked you to be their uh their golf beat writer uh are you taking that cash 
Um, <laughs> hatch is hard to turn down when you haven't had it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, when you're one of these guys that do have it, I mean, I, Steve Logan always used to tell me, you can never have enough money. No matter how much you make, you can never have enough money. And yeah. so I understand the lure. Temptation sure. is the hard, temptation is the hardest thing to deal with in life. And so I get it, but there's also prestige and legacy and history. And a lot of these guys are, are ostracizing themselves from that part of golf chase the money it is very fascinating it's almost like what's happened in college sports where it was status quo for a hundred years and then you had sudden change uh with the the nil the portal like but mostly the nil stuff and and in golf you just had this one league you watch every sunday and kick back and follow the leaderboard and now there's this uh new big guy in town that's throwing out cash to everybody and it's fascinating to see uh how much has changed in a short amount of time here it really reminds me of the first inception of the USFL. When the USFL threw all this big money at all the big-name guys, Herschel Walker and Doug Flutie. Because they were trying to go head-to-head, right, with the NFL. They, even, they were playing in a separate year, but they were trying to get all the stars. Oh, okay. And so they, they pay Steve Young. They paid these guys this tremendous amount of money, or at least were going to. And a lot of these guys jumped, and that was the big question. It was, you know, would the NFL let them play at some point? And they did. They, you know, they recognized stars drive the league. And when the U.S. when they basically made the USFL go bankrupt, then they did take those players. This is different with this golf thing because the PGA people are are, are irritated that uh, their stars are going and chasing this money when they feel like they've made a pretty good living for them. Yeah. So if the LIV and I don't know what's going to happen, I just, I, you know, there's there's almost unlimited money with the Saudis, and but at some point, if they're not getting a return on their investment. You know, you pay Phil Mickelson $200 million and, and you know, he plays horrible golf. At what point do you start making better financial decisions and does the LIV last because of that? So I'm just curious if the LIV doesn't make it, do those guys get welcomed back into the PGA Tour or, or can they jump back and forth? Uh, there's a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how the, the hurt feelings play a role in this as the years go by. Brian North joining us, solving all the world's problems here on this Friday. North, uh, what you got planned for the weekend? Well, uh, lordy, lordy, my wife is turning an age she doesn't want anybody to know. <laughs> um, so she is, um, we got birthday celebration Sunday. She's having a Saturday midlife crisis by going to, oh gosh, this one is it, either New Kids on the Block or Backstreet Boys. Oh, cool. Okay. Saturday, I can't I never keep them straight. Yeah. Not the Donnie Wahlberg group. That's next month. She's going to the other one tomorrow. All right, New Kids is Wahlberg, so that means uh, Backstreet is tomorrow. Backstreet Boys is tomorrow. So, yeah, she's having her little midlife crisis uh, tour. So I am a daddy daycare all day with the kids. So um, keep social services and, uh, <laughs> and emergency services on your speed dial for that. And then um, uh, what else we got going on this weekend? You know, just, just kind of hanging out, doing the honey-do list and trying to get things done. So um it's just kind of relaxing this time of year it's going to be a beautiful weekend so we'll get outdoors a lot and try and do some stuff but these i'm trying to soak in these days because they're going to be gone before you know it shout out to spouses out there whether you are the male the female whatever you are because (laughs) what we want for our birthdays when we get old is okay yeah we'll do a family dinner and, and that but what we really want is to get away from the entire family and leave them and go somewhere for a few hours so credit to you brian for yeah, for me, that's upcoming football season is when I have to work, quote-unquote, Yeah, and uh, we'll miss out on family time. But, 
Yeah, I've given the wife a couple of concerts here, or I shouldn't say I'm giving. She's taking a couple of concerts. <laughs> I can't say a dang thing about it. Yeah, there you, yeah you have no choice. So just you're, you're there for the ride. So North, <laughs> enjoyed it as always, man. Uh, get the grass cut, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good, Clippy. Have yourself a good weekend. Thank you, Brian. You do the same. Brian North joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back, hour three. We got Morgan Aylers, we got Greeny, and we got a case of bush light for the farmers. We like to call it John Deere Beer. And it can be yours if you're a lucky caller in hour three. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town. Sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is Flip Brock. All righty. Thank you, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt. The gang's done a great job in the absence of Shirley Rhodes this week. She'll be back with us coming up on Monday. Right now, we will head out to the Pirate Radio Live line, talk to Morgan Aylers, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Minji's Coliseum, and sometimes you can hear him out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. He is Morgan Aylers. Morgan, how you doing on this Friday? I am doing fantastic, gentlemen. Good to be back on. Uh, Morgan, there's been some Manning news this week. Arch Manning, son of Cooper Manning, nephew of Peyton and Eli, headed to Texas uh, to play football. And when I hear uh, heard the name Manning, it reminded me about the Manning Passing Academy, which Holton Aylers is a part of this year as a uh what do you call him a counselor a trainer whatever you want to call him and morgan that's actually uh, they're called counselors counselor okay and that's going on as we speak right yep going on as we speak started yesterday he flew down there uh early yesterday morning and it started late yesterday afternoon and they've got their first full day today and then tonight i believe they have their they have a little quarterback uh contest and that kind of thing from the college quarterbacks that are down there then they'll go tomorrow and finish up sunday morning he'll fly back late sunday evening awesome stuff he's got his own football camp uh coming up as well ladies clinic going on uh right now over at east carolina mike houston ecu football ladies clinic so it's uh it's camp season right morgan i know it's a big recruiting weekend for the coaches over there as well yeah, it is. From what I understand, they've got some uh, really good recruits coming in, and the ladies' clinic's always uh, apparently such a big big hit with the Pirate fans out there. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned Holton's camp coming up on July the 23rd. Uh, still a few spots available on that. You can go to holtonaglers.com and sign up. It's going to be out of D.H. Conley on Saturday the 23rd. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And 
Uh, again, uh, you know, going back to the Manning uh, Passing Academy, it's kind of cool. The, the folks that he, you know, again, haven't had much contact with him, but they'll send a text out to his family. And, um, you know, he said he's met a lot of good quarterbacks down there. I think he's rooming with some. And met uh, Eli and Peyton, and they were walking back to their dorm yesterday, and the car stopped, and Cooper gave him a ride back. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool, too. Uh... I, I know his name's Cooper, but in the South, isn't it really called Cuppa? They, well, they, ref- they call him Cuppa. 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 How do you like the name Arch, Morgan? I think it's a cool name. Well, named after his grandfather. Yeah. They just left the E off and uh, called him Arch. Taken. I think Eli and Peyton have a couple boys that are coming up, and I think uh, you know they're supposed to be not bad either. So good breeding ground for quarterbacks down in uh, southeastern Louisiana. No doubt, no doubt. Talking to Morgan Aylers here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We talked quarterbacks, ECU quarterbacks, with Morgan last week. Uh, let's talk running backs this time. I go and I did our uh, preview. It was more of us just talking about old memories because that's – when you get older, that's what you do. You just talk about the past. And uh, so we went over some of our favorites, Morgan. By the way, current running backs, maybe the best running back room we've had since the Skip era. Or, you know, if you want to count, I guess, Coop. But, man, uh, we've got the two-headed monster of Raji and also Keaton Mitchell and a lot of talent, unproven talent, but a lot of talent in the room and uh, a very talented room, I think, this year. Yeah, it's it's pretty deep. It's it's you know you and I have talked over the last five or six years. I can remember uh, you know talking about this cupboard's bare. This yeah. room, there's not a whole lot. You know, Mike Houston came in. They had to move Jeremy Lewis to tight end because uh, they didn't have any tight ends. And now you look at about every room on the offensive side of the football. It's three or four deep. You know, offensive linemen. Obviously, you're talking ten or twelve, which is for East Carolina to be able to say that, tremendous kudos to Coach Houston and his staff for putting this together. And they've taken advantage of the, the transfer portal. And I think they've got a great receiver room, great tight end room, offensive line, quarterback room, and uh, running backs. And, um, you know, they, you, but you need three or four good running backs to, to get through the season because you just never know who's going to get banged up, dinged up. And, um, you know, I think they've got, a, they've got some talent there. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what they can do after a very good 2021 from obviously Keith Mitchell, but Harris as well. And uh, who else is going to get in the mix as the third back? That'll be one of the things to watch uh, during fall camp, which, uh, heck, Morgan is a little over a month away now. We're here in late June, so it is quickly approaching. Morgan, you've seen a, a ton of great backs uh, inside Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Who's your, uh, do you have an all time favorite East Carolina running back? All time favorite back. I think there's three or four that are really good. I know there's been some great memories. I think Scott Harley, uh, you know, had had put on a couple of really outstanding performances. And, of course, Chris Johnson, his senior year, what what he did. You go back in in days when uh, I think it was Cedric Van Buren played in the the Jeff Blake era. You had Tony Collins before that, uh, really setting off along with Ernest Biner. Uh, There's been some really fun running backs. Leonard Henry uh, is another one that just – you know, could really hit the hole and go. And then, uh, again, you talk about now what we've got back there. You know, you can have the best running back in the world. You know, another one to think about, Carlester Crumpler. I never had a chance to see Carlester play, but yeah. I've seen film of him. I mean, man, at 6'4", 6'5", can run like that and play like that. You know, just a tremendous talent. But for all the great running backs that we're talking about, 
you go back and look, their offensive lines were really good. Yeah. You can have the best running back back there, but if he doesn't have that offensive line, he's not get a lot of yards most of the time. And uh, those teams that you know these running backs really stand out. They they had some horses up front that knew what they were doing. Yeah, I mean Keaton Mitchell was able to to break some long ones, and a lot of that's credit to his speed. But the, it's no coincidence with the O line improvements and now Mitchell uh, having a one thousand yard season, first pirate back to do so since Coop all the way back in uh, what twenty. 14 2013 so uh that goes hand in hand morgan and that's yeah it's another reason to be excited not only about the talent in the backfield but as you said this offensive line coming along which after we talked last friday did you see that picture floating around mike houston put out with all the linemen with their shirts off the beefy boys morgan there's the beef (laughs) funny because we were actually that came out i think friday evening yeah And we were we got together for my birthday. Had my boys over here, and I showed Hall. I said, "What's this picture taken? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this?" And he said, "Look over there in the right corner, in the left hand corner. Bailey Malavik was behind everybody." Hmm. He said, "Dad, how much you think he weighs now?" And I said, "I don't know. I don't know. Two ninety, three hundred. Holt was saying he's like three twenty something. This is the same young man that two years ago came in after COVID about a, about two fifty. Looking like a bean pole, yeah. Yeah." I mean, so, I mean, Coach Big John and the strength and conditioning staff and what they've got these guys on, that looks like a big-time offensive line group right there. And I'm just, that makes it makes me excited, so I don't have to cringe all the time. <laughs> yeah, as a uh, dad, that, that, all the time. I hear you. Uh, and I believe I saw, is it Big John's birthday? Uh, uh, shout out to... Happy birthday, Big John. Yes, sir, and uh, he is putting in the work, doing a great job uh strength and conditioning wise for east carolina all right morgan uh what you got going on this weekend uh playing tonight market street pub starting around 10 o'clock down there tonight tomorrow going to goldsboro at the uh, folks at the birdsong chapel we're going to be doing a wedding over there tomorrow and then sunday i'm going to be chilling like a villain and watch some wrestling maybe sunday night what's sunday night is that money in the bank no. No, it's a, I think it's the AEW. Oh, uh, CJ's shaking his head. Okay, AEW. All right. AEW with the, the all Japan wrestling. Oh, the open door, forbidden door. Yeah. Forbidden door. There you go. Good stuff. And, and you've got some hard-hitting guys coming in, so I'll be pretty good. All right, sounds good. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man. We will talk to you again next week. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Be safe. Go Pirates. Yes, sir. There is Morgan Ehlers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Chan Man, let's open up the booty bag here on a Friday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250. Let's do caller number four right now. Wins a case. Not a deuce deuce, not a 40, not a sixer, not a 12-pack, not even an 18-pack. A case of John Deere beer. Let's sing it. John Deere beer on a hot summer's night. Attaboy. Thank you. Attaboy. Uh, you will win a case of For the Farmer's John Deere Bush Light cans. It can be yours if you're caller number four. We're back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. And before we head back in, congratulations to Josh Thomas on winning a case of Bush Light. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Cliff Brock. Hold on. <laughs> that's, that's not just a case of Bush Light. <laughs> a case of Bush Light? Let's, let's let them know what it is. Is that what you Please said? Do. Unfortunately, that is what I said. Could you inform me on what this actually is? Absolutely. It's John Deere beer on a hot summer night. He wrote Josh Thomas loves his wife. And if you look at the YouTube analytics, suddenly everybody just clicked off the show. Probably because you're here talking like this. (laughs) (laughs) John Deere beer. I've been duped. Thank you, CJ. It was indeed Bush Light, but it is a special edition of Bush Light. It what is, is it? For the farmers, John Deere Bush Light. A case of it is going to Josh Thomas. You can check it out at your favorite retailer today. Bud Light, probably distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the parts. Of the parts. Of the parts. I've got some great news. I did. It better be really good. I, I did this interview with Mark Greenhelge three hours ago. Wait, what? It isn't live? <gasps> nope, it is recorded. At the time of that conversation, we needed Harold to to make a move. As as DMX, oh my God! As DMX said, I got. <laughs> I got. He said that, and then he said, "I gotta make a move and make it soon. I gotta take a block and make it boom." Harold made a move. And he made it soon, and by God, he is five under par. He Son is of a tied gun. for 23rd, and he is going to make the cut. Oh, my gosh. He's back on track, Clip. Back on track. So disregard what I say about Harold Varner III in this interview with Mark Greenhelge about him potentially not making the cut. What a run he went on at the Travelers. Uh, let's hear from Greeny now as we head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Greeny, how you doing? I am doing great. Cliff, how are you doing? Hey, doing great. And uh, following our guy, Harold Varner III, we start pretty much every conversation on Friday with you. Talking HV3, and it was a rough Thursday. It has been a better Friday at the time of this recording. He's still got some work to do if he wants to make the cut. But at the time of this conversation, he is two under through four holes today. Uh, after finishing over par yesterday so trying to fight back and projected cut looks like minus two right now so he's got some work to do he was on a tear greenie as far as making cuts and and putting together good finishes i want to say it was like four straight months of tournaments played i I believe i read where he made a cut and now he might be trending the wrong way trying to go uh not go back to back weeks missing a cut for hv3 yeah well you know in round one it was the same story he uh he lost you know, strokes putting. And that's essentially what's been his problem. I mean, he lost 1.6 strokes to the field putting, um, shot a couple over par. So, I mean, you look at it, if, if he doesn't lose that, he, he's even par. And then now he's two under, so he, he's, you know, on the cut line. So, 
that that's kind of been the bugaboo, but it also makes you wonder too, because there have been some rumors that uh, HB3 might be dumping over to live. Uh, they haven't been really pushed that far out there, but they haven't been pulled back either. So maybe some of this swirl going on is affecting him uh, from a uh, from a mental concentration standpoint. You never know. You never know, and you know, money is the factor on all of this stuff, and. Harold's making money from the PGA and, and, you know, in tournaments, but also he's got that Jordan brand logo. And, you know, the, that that's a huge deal in all this too, right, Greeny? Like, can you keep your sponsors if you decide to leave the PGA and go to live? And I'm wondering, you know, what, what's the truth about the Jordan camp and how they feel about it and how much that would factor into a decision for a guy like Harold to, to make the move? Yeah, I guess it, it all comes down to money, right? I mean, even if you lose all your sponsors, you know, if you're Bryson DeChambeau and they're offering you $240 million over whatever, you know, I don't know how many years it is, uh, you know, or Phil over four years and Johnson, I mean, they're, they're offering you hundreds of millions of dollars, which is something that you could probably never make on the PGA Tour unless you're Tiger Woods. I mean, Phil Mickelson made a lot of money. Dustin Johnson made $75 million in just in earnings. So, you know, I mean, again, you can't blame these guys because apparently at some point the money is enough because even Scotty Scheffler said, man, I talked to Brooks Kepka last week and he didn't seem like he was going anywhere. And next thing you know, he's gone. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, my major problem with this whole thing, Cliff, is that, you know, you got guys that have all said they're not going and then they go, but then they don't answer the bell. You know, they don't come out and say it. It's just like you get sources say that Brooks Kepka is going. Like, dude, just stand in front of a microphone and say you're going. <laughs> say, I, hey, I can't pass up the opportunity. I mean, there's no problem with that. You made your choice. But I think the problem is that these guys have all said one thing and done a different thing, and then they don't answer for it. Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. A lot of drama last week, and I, I did watch the end, saw Matt Fitzpatrick um, you know, his clutch performance there late in the U.S. Open had some drama. Will Zalatoris, both of them hit great uh, shots on the green. Uh, Zalatoris gave himself a chance to to nod it up there and uh, but could not hit the putt. But some good drama last week. It was awesome to see Matt Fitzpatrick, who I guess it, it was almost an identical picture of him winning uh, an amateur, I believe, there in, in Brookline and also uh, him winning in Massachusetts last week. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he becomes only the second player ever to win the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open on the same golf course. The only other, Jack Nicklaus, wow. at Pebble Beach. Um, you know, and, and this is one of those things where you, you think about that perspective. And, you know, I, I remember Matt Fitzpatrick when he first, his first Ryder Cup, right? He played on the European squad. He was a young kid. He had had some, a little bit of success on the European tour. And, man, he just looked like an absolute deer in headlights. Like, it was, he was one of those guys that, like, oh, Matt Fitzpatrick's going out in that match. There's a point. Like, oh, Matt Fitzpatrick, you know, he's going to play so-and-so in singles. There's a point for the U.S. Now you're thinking it's kind of the other way around because he has spent a ton of time working on his game, and he has become a heck of a player. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, I, I mean – I am not a huge golf guy. You're you live it. Uh, you, you talk about it every week. How much is uh, do you guys talk about the mental aspect of it? You talk about a guy a deer in headlights, then he figures it out. But we've seen guys in their forties and their thirties lose it and get the yips or whatever it is. Like famously, I think back to David Duvall uh, when I was you know watching golf back then about how he was on top of the world and then just lost it. So. 
I, you know, if you knew the answer to how it happens, it could be corrected and we'd never see it. But it does happen to these guys, and uh, it's an ongoing conversation when you, you follow golf, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, there are so many players that have, you know, mental coaches. And, you know, I mean, I, I never turned professional. I never got to the top level. I, I could go low, but it was always that thing in the back of your mind. Like, I was always waiting for that bad shot. All right. And, and, and sometimes it's hard to get by. Like, my miss was this bad, you know, as a right-handed player, it was a ball starting right and going another 30 yards. It was just this horrible swing. And uh, Larry Penley, the coach at Clemson one time, told me, he said, all it is is, you know, you get short in your backswing, right? Your backswing gets a little short. Everything gets out of sync. You're way out in front of it. It starts right, and it's a block cut. And, and it's like I always waited for that shot. And it's hard, to, it's hard to mentally get over that sometimes. And, you know, you see guys that start hitting a couple bad chip shots, the next thing you know they got the chipping gift. Or, uh, you know, you can't get one in the fairway. And, it, it, and you know, you see Jordan Spieth. I mean, Jordan Spieth went from one of the best, you know, one of the, if the not the best player in the world, to where, you know, he was struggling to make cuts. And, and you know, you've seen Hendrick Stenson. You've seen Lee Westwood. You've seen these guys be at the top, fall down to three, four, five hundred ranked golfer in the world, and then they have to fight and claw their way back up. And it's just, it, it is a mental thing. It's a huge mental thing. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, uh, we'll talk golf throughout the summer, but also football. And uh, earlier this week, we previewed the East Carolina running back room, uh, a talented group. We spent about 15 minutes on that and about 30 minutes walking down memory lane talking about old running backs. It's always fun to, to talk about those. So I asked you about Clemson QBs last week. Let's talk some Clemson running backs. Who's your uh, your all-time favorite back there with the Tigers? Uh, Terry Allen. Uh, Terry Allen, former uh, yeah. Washington Redskin. When I really first got into it, he uh, he had a great season for Washington. I think he led the, the NFC in touchdowns uh, in the mid nineties. I mean, he was he was a very underrated back. I mean, he he came out of a Clemson offense, and that's back in the Danny Ford days, where basically you knew that that they were running the ball. Uh, they very rarely passed it. And uh, he was, he was there when I got to Clemson and uh, yeah, he was a very underrated back. The second one would probably be Ronald Williams, kind of an unknown name, but man, he had, he had some absolute great moves and uh, he was, he was just an unbelievable back. I, I mean, I would almost compare him to like a little taller version of a Travis ATN um, and ATN would probably be my third guy on that list. One guy, Greeny, I wish was on your list, but just could not quite, I don't know, stay healthy, put it together. I, I bet there was a time where you thought C.J. Spiller was going to be like the next big NFL back, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember being at a game, the first uh, the first game of the season, an opening kickoff, and they put him back to uh, field the kickoff. He took it to the house. Like, first play of the season, he takes it to the house, right? And um, it's just – you know, I think it was one of those things where he might not have just been big enough to be yeah. every down back, you know. And I think when he went up to Buffalo, there was some expectations that he was going to be that guy. And I just don't think that he was built for that. I think he was built to be a, you know, a, a receiving back out of the backfield, a guy that got, uh, you know, limited touches, get him the ball in space, you know, maybe put him in the slot somewhere and catch him on a sweep or something like that i think if you would i think if buffalo had used him right he would have had a lot more success in the nfl but that, he's back coaching the running backs now oh for clemson 
Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and you're right. Maybe he came. Maybe if he was eight to ten years later, and the way they're using him now, uh, he could have had a better NFL career. How about uh, last week, Greeny? I asked you about a quarterback that you remember torching uh, the Tigers, and you said Philip Rivers right off the top of your head. Is there a running back that had a monster day uh, against Clemson that comes to mind for you that you saw? I can't really think of anybody. I mean, it's always funny, you know, that Herschel Walker, when he was at Georgia, mm. as great a career that he had, Herschel Walker never found the end zone against Clemson. Hmm. You believe that? Never got in the end zone against Clemson. Now, he had some yards, but never scored a touchdown against Clemson. There you go. There's something to hang your hat on, keeping Herschel out of the end zone. <laughs> exactly. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. We'll talk golf. We'll talk football throughout the uh, the summer. Greeny, uh, you're there, boots on the ground. Uh, are, are you applying for the Hornets job? Or are they ever going to get a coach there? Uh, you know, all I've ever coached, I think I helped a buddy of mine one time coach like middle school girls basketball. All right, I you're hired. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I really quite have the resume that they're looking for. But, yeah. You know, the coaches in Charlotte have have just come a bewildering thing. I mean, the whole Matt Rule situation, uh, you know, I I don't kind of understand why he's still here when they really haven't had a whole lot of progress and and what's going on over that side. And then nobody seems to want to come coach the Hornets at this point. The soccer team or that they fired their coach. Yeah. The team fired the coach. I mean, it's just a it's an odd sports dynamic from a professional standpoint here in Charlotte. So. Um, there's just kind of a black cloud over this entire city when it comes to this, and, and it makes no sense. And you almost feel like, like you know, even when Matt Rule came in, I felt like that there needed to be a culture change with the Panthers, and I don't think it's really happened. And, you know, you, you had back-to-back with the Hornets, back-to-back blowouts in the in the play-in tournament for the NBA playoffs, and, you know, maybe that was a culture thing too. And I don't know, just maybe go out and get a – Find somebody instead of retreading some guys. I agree with that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Just go get somebody. You know, my Bruins are in the same situation, Cliff. It's like, you know, they let go of Bruce Cassidy, and it's like, let's go. You know, either you're going to go with Joe Sacco, who was on the bench as an assistant coach who stepped in and won a bunch of games when Cassidy had COVID-19, or you go find somebody that's going to bring some fresh new ideas to your team. So I, do one thing or the other at this point. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, uh, who's on the guest list, and what are the topics for Saturday's edition of the program? So we got a guy, uh, our man from uh, Golf Aficionado Magazine, Rob Spellman, who's got a great job. He basically goes around to all these places and resorts and plays golf and stays and gets wined and dined and then writes about it. So uh, my co-host, Matty, has been trying to uh, you know tag along one of these times. We're still waiting for that to happen. So we'll find out about New Orleans from him. We've got uh, Tour Edge VP of Marketing, John Claffey, coming on. And uh, with the U.S. Senior Open going on, I mean, there's a whole host of guys that are playing clubs from Tour Edge on the uh, Champions Tour. And then we'll run over to the uh, John Deere Classic and talk to the tournament director or the executive director of the John Deere Classic, Claire Peterson. And uh, and then we'll uh, do a little shop talking. So we'll talk all kinds of golf. I mean, PGA Championship for the women. You had Inji Chun, who shot eight under yesterday. Everybody was wondering, was she on the same golf course? so uh great weekend of golf again granny good stuff thanks for joining us today man we'll uh reconvene next friday talk more with you all right thanks have a good weekend
All right, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. So that was uh, from a couple hours ago, and a lot has changed since then. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Things that we talked about during that conversation have changed, including Harold Varner III absolutely lighting it up. He was dead in the water uh, a couple hours ago and has had a tremendous round. Uh, he is now five under par uh for the tournament seven under par today i believe that is the best score tied for the best round today on friday so harold was not going to miss two cuts in a row he made damn sure of that uh here late in the afternoon and he is uh going to cruise into the weekend now the problem is uh there is a golfer that is lapping the field and that is xander shoffley who is 14 under par my gosh five shots ahead of second place so uh, as good as harold's doing uh he probably won't catch shoffley this weekend but he's tied for 24th now so awesome turnaround for hv3 on this friday another thing we have to update the hornets have hired a coach he's back most known as a former ecu assistant basketball coach in 1999 2000 steve clifford that is news to me I love when I can break some news on that somebody. That is news to me. 1999. Are you serious? I didn't know that either. Guys, are you sitting down? Oh, I, my God. Former East Carolina University assistant basketball coach Steve Clifford back in Charlotte. Who was he uh, an assistant under? Uh, I guess that would be Bill Harry. first year boom in uh 1999 so uh steve clifford back who cares chandler's like trying to find reasons to be okay with it and he was like well technically he wasn't fired in orlando it was a mutual split he didn't want to be a part of our rebuilding team yeah right you think if he was a great coach he would have left orlando okay he wasn't fired fine uh he did take the bobcats slash hornets to the playoffs i like steve clifford don't get me wrong but it really is an example of just failing up recycle retread crap when you fire a guy and then bring him back a few years later like it doesn't it feel stupid stupid it's stupid it's stupid the other options were terry stotts fired in portland or retread mike d'antoni fired eight places so whatever it's I all mean, the damn thing who cares let's oh, let's take a break who cares? Let, I won't start the music clip, Brock, whether you like it or not. I'm I, waiting on I, you. I, I'm, I'm starting it. Thank you. We'll take a break. Come back. Who cares? I wish it was Steve Rockefort. <laughs> Maybe he'll join the staff. You never know. He uh, He's a traveling man. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Maybe. Did you say maybe he'll join the staff? Steve Clifford has a staff to put together. I know a coach that just got out of college basketball coaching uh-huh, that could uh-huh. potentially move to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Duels? Anyone? Coach K. In the mood for a beer, but no alcohol in it? How about a no duels? <laughs> no duels. How about a Joe Dooley sighting in Charlotte? Dooley. Dooley. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on all our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 56,000 followers today at PR927FM. And for the last time today, if you haven't on YouTube, subscribe and smash the like smash, button. Smash! This is not a joke. Smash the like button. Here's Flip Rock. Smash it. All right. Uh, good job this week, gentlemen. Filling in for Shirley Rhodes, who will be back with us coming up on Monday. And uh, we got a lot to catch her up on this week. Are You Smarter Than Wes? Great interview with Cliff Godwin back on Monday. We began our opponent previews with Harry Minium from Old Dominion and Chris Haymeyer from Campbell. Position preview with Stephen Igo talking running backs and uh planning to hook up with voice of navy uh pete medhurst and who also is uh does nationals games as well chan man might talk about the nats mm. with pete next week and uh i'm gonna try to hook up with tony haynes as well we're gonna throw it down to tony let's go down to tony and uh talk some tony pack, what do you got some pack football as we'll have chandler talk as gary to tony you gotta throw it to tony yeah we're, let's get down to tony tony what you got <laughs> uh planning to hook up with those guys next week also we'll preview the wide receivers ah that that'll be an interesting one we'll, we'll try to spend more time on the actual preview because i am curious uh as to what Igo has to say about who who are the go-to guys is it is it a couple of newcomers is it josiah hatfield who's been waiting in the wings is it a guess who's back cj johnson i mean who's the guy at receiver is it a tight end is it ryan jones is it 2022 spring game legend josh murphy is it charlie murphy charlie murphy is it the charlie daniels band <laughs> i mean are we going down to georgia to meet the devil a little bit for sure in terms I of the devil questions and uh we'll talk about that next week all right uh good stuff wrapping up the week with a hornets head coach steve clifford so there you go. Coming up tonight, what do we got on the sports agenda, boys? We got hockey. 8 o'clock. Yoo-hoo! Lightning at Colorado. Avalanche can win it. They can hoist the cup tonight with a win. Keep an eye on Harold over the weekend because he will be playing on into the weekend. Freddie Freeman back in Atlanta to take on the Braves. There's a few things going on this weekend in the world of sports. A lot of people around here going to be checking out the city championship greenville little league going on so enjoy your sports weekend folks and we'll be back with you monday three o'clock on an all-new edition of pirate radio live for the chan man and for siege i'm clip brock so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate